need to know that. From above or below? Oh, my God. (laughs) That's a fucking tour. You better relax. Three, (laughs) three, two. What does it mean when you got to tickle your dick to pee? I don't know. (laughs) Three, Three, two, and one. You're getting old. I know. 11 o'clock comics, episode 163. I made David laugh. Oh, good times, good times. Yeah. What a day. Oh, what the hell are we going to talk about today? I know. It's such a slow week. Oh, hey, I got lots of stuff to do. Of course you do. Yeah. Well, that's for the R-rated version. R. Second going to be one of the 52 titles. Now, listen. <laughs> I don't know whether it was the high uh, or the contact high from everybody going ape shit. Tour in the bold. Ape shit crazy. <laughs> On, on the on the Twitter and the internet today, but everything I read today that I bought at the comic shop was awesome. Oh, I thought you were gonna say it was spoiled. No, well, one of them was. Dude, I know we're gonna get into it, but I, I just think this was, and Chris hit hit the nail on the head. This is very codifying a few days on the internet. Oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> yes, lines have been drawn. Lines, lines were drawn, and we know we're <laughs> very easy to see where everybody stands. Yeah, yes, 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 the short bus is going on quickly. <laughs> Uh, How are you guys doing, man? I, I, how's everyone's been? Good. Hot. Uh, yeah. Oh, God, it's fucking beautiful in Chicago right now. Fucking finally. Oh, it's like, it's like, it's like mid, mid-70s, low-80s, sunny, not a cloud in the sky. It's like, finally. It's just absolutely gorgeous here. Did you know that uh, Philadelphia schools let out early today for a yeah, yeah. That's real crazy, wow. yeah. Yep, the sun's Well, uh, they're kind of at the end anyway, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's close. Yeah. Uh, my son's lacrosse game is close. Damn. Wow. Is that French? It's what? <laughs> lacrosse. Do I have a game? No, it's uh, fi- finally, finally, it's, it's nice here. So You're cutting out a little bit, buddy. Who, me? Yeah, just a little. Oh, it's a, it only happens when everybody talks. So everybody, oh, wow. keep talking. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Speaking of everybody, who who's on the phone tonight? What? Yeah, you want to do some intros, Bill? Oh, okay. Hey, everybody, yeah, why not? Hey. on the phone. You, you threw me. I was like, we don't have anybody on the phone. Look at this. It's eleven o'clock comics. Very excited, very optimistic, and upbeat. Eleven o'clock comics, and I am Vince B. Hi. Yes, you are, and I'm Christopher Neesman. Yeah, I'm David Price. That's right, and I'm the shaper of worlds, bitch. I'm Jim motherfucking Lee. Oh, you wish. <laughs> As he said on Twitter, I'm not going to fuck this up. I think everybody That's wants awesome, to be right? Jim Lee right now. <laughs> but but unfortunately, you're not Jim Lee. You I'm much taller. And, much, and, and, much. And, you're not, and you're not stuck in the 90s. <laughs> and you're and more handsome, too. Prompt. Yeah. Jim Lee could stand <laughs> reasonably, except on Wednesday. But my pockets aren't quite as fat, no doubt. Just barely. That. No, I think Jim Lee's rolling deep. I think he can make it rain if he wants to. <laughs> like oh. Pac-Man Jones style. Make it but you're not Jim Lee, unfortunately. You, fortunately for us, you're not because you're Jason Wood, and we love you just the way you are. And this 
optimistic episode of 11 o'clock comics has been brought to you by discount comic book service dcbservice.com who the hell wants to pay full retail for comics i don't want to David doesn't want to. I can guess everybody else listening doesn't want to. If you're absolutely fed up paying cover price for these things, I have a solution to your dilemma. Dilemma, ma. You can pay anywhere from 35 to 75% off your favorite funny books and collectibles at Discount Comic Book Service. Get this. Teen Titans, the uh, long, long, long awaited Teen Titans games hardcover by Wolfman and Perez. 50% off. Oh my God. It's only going to cost Order. you $12.49. That's crazy. Rachel Rising, that new uh, thing from Terry Moore, right off of Echo. He's just jumping right into this new horror themed series. The first issue is half price $1.99. That, those and, and many, many more can be had at Discount Comic Book Service. And if you're a first time uh, customer, here's a code that will net you another 8% off. Your already Wumba discounts. David, what the hell is that code? That would be E O C and the number eight. For the people in Canada, that's E O C eight. Put hey. that in yeah, A. Hey. Put that in the slot and, and, and you don't. Please, we have enough problems. <laughs> and and you'll get an extra eight percent off your order. And please remember it's coming up. Summit City Comic Con, June eighteenth. Downtown Fort Wayne, the Grand Wayne Center. Ten bucks gets you in. Kids get in free. Kids 12 and under get in free with a paid adult ticket. Uh, a lot of very popular creators are going to be there, including Dennis Cowan. Cowan. I have the worst. Cowan. This don't make me. Are you eating? No, I was just chomping a little bit. Of ice. De- little Dennis, bit of ice. No, that's not eating. <laughs> Dennis Cowan is going to be there. Mike Norton, Tom Scioli, oh, Sean McKeever, Jason Howard, Katie Cook, Gary Friedrich, and who else? Tim Seeley is going to be there. It's going to be one hopping show find out more at www.summitcitycomiccon.com be there or be square there you go chris take us through all right i was just chomping on some ice from the drink that i'm drinking uh because it is time for the drink roll call vince won't you lead us off this week well i want to do this week up right because i'm going to talk about something that really sent me for a loop and so i figured i might as well drink something that's going to send me for a loop too i'm drinking the hurricane malt liquor 40 fluid ounces of love baby a dollar 79 for 40 ounces oh it's got to be good if it's It's awesome no it's awesome Premium malt liquor naturally brewed for distinctive bowl taste. Naturally brewed. And it's got a testicle floating in it. It's awesome. Doesn't have a testicle in it. Oh. <laughs> Bummer. Oh, God. Mother of all creatures. Uh, David, how about you? <laughs> well, in honor of uh, of the trilogy returning to the Justice League, I'm having some uh, menage a trois tonight. Look at you. Oh, look at that. Everyone's thematic. going back to the well. That's right. He's thematic. And Mr. Wood. Uh, in honor of the balls-ass heat and the uh, s- the official start of the beach season, I am drinking uh, some Bud Light with lime. Uh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. It's tasty. I know it's not the most... Uh... No, I had that, actually. I think it's, yeah. I think it's pretty good. Yeah, I know it's you not know, the most fervent of, of, of beers, but it's not uh, malt liquor. It, it tastes good. We talk about... Beating the heat. I uh, uh, this past weekend on Memorial Day, I had uh, the uh, Magic Hat. Uh, their Wacko. Have you had that? No, I like the name. I have not. No, it's good, and it has beet juice in it. Oh, I love. Oh, I think you lost me. I hate beets. 
No, yeah. well, no, it just just adds a sweetness to it. You don't taste the beets, but it is a really good summer, you know, sweet beer. So you would be fine. You'd be fine with it. And yeah. if you pour it out in a glass, it does it does kind of have a rosy red tint to it. Rosy red tint. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, I uh, said but, rosy red taint. It wasn't pretty. <laughs> the rosy red taint. Mm, uh, but uh, for me, I am actually um, drinking something uh, red tonight in uh, a celebration of it finally being warm here. I don't have your balls on heat. It's actually you know high seventies, uh, low eighties during the day, and cooling off into the high sixties at night, and just absolutely beautiful. This is this is the best time of the year in Chicago. This is what we live for. This is what we survive the winters for this weather. And uh um for my for my old partner, Mr. Tom Caters, who is a fan of everything Clamato, I am having a vodka and Clamato, which I, I guess I would call this like a um a, a, a Caters potato juice or something like that. Mm. Have I, you had the Clamato? I Not put ointment on it and I got rid of it. <laughs> Clamato is uh, tomato and clam juice. Yes, I know. Yow. Yeah. This, this is the picante clamato and uh and vodka and it is it is very tasty. Hmm, I don't know if I could drink that. It's Cause awesome. It, Cuz it it sounds to me like it smells like um less than fresh. No, uh, no lady no, friend. It, it's, it's really it's really <laughs> it's really more tomatoey but uh um, the clam just adds a, li- a little something. It's it, it's not fishy tasting at all. <laughs> Say clam. Uh, it's yeah. It's 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 awesome. I'm I'm a big fan of the clamato. You're drinking it because it's red for the Red Hulk, aren't you? You know, <laughs> I have to eat so much fucking crow tonight. Oh, I th- oh wow. Yes. Yeah, my dreams are coming true right here. <laughs> <laughs> I read the first five issues of the uh, the Hardman Parker. Damn, uh, Skippy, scorched dude. Earth, baby. God damn, was that good? Tell me, uh-huh. tell me. I, you, if, I, if a year ago you had said spoilers that they were going to make Thunderbolt Ross uh, the the new Hulk and it was going to be a Red Hulk, I, I would have said, "What kind of glue are you sniffing?" But freaking. Thunderbolt Ross as a secret Hulk who works for Steve Rogers and Bruce Banner sent out on basically black ops operations to stop doomsday protocols set in motion by MODOK. Fucking awesome. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I would be that long-winded. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Uh, I would be that long-winded. if You, you said, because if you told me and then you went through the whole long thing, I would be. But you know what's really cool, and we we shouldn't get off track because we want to really jump into the DC thing first. Mm-hmm. But um, Thunderbolt Ross has his own Thunderbolt Ross now. Like it, it's the same, right? Right. Dynamic of yeah. the Bruce Banner Thunderbolt Ross. With, is yes. Yeah, it's great. It's it's so finely tuned. It's like a Maserati. It's and who uh, has been put on the other very large red foot. Yeah. Now. He's. They're doing this Planet Red Hulk thing, thirty-four and thirty-five. I read thirty-four today. Excellent, so good. It's not Hardman though. It's uh, Carlos uh, Pag- 
Peglian. Peglian. Yes, yeah. and it's really sharp, really mm-hmm. sharp. It's a nice change from Hardman. It's only temporary. That's why I'm I'm welcoming it because I know Gabe's coming back. But it's re- and it's a different. It's, the locale has changed, so it makes sense that it would be a different artist. Oh, Georgie Hush. She's very excited. She likes the Hulk. Good. Well, how could you not? Red Hulk is the best Hulk right now. Until well, I, the, I don't, it, she's, she's colorblinded. Until Mr. Pack gets his uh, stuff together and stops messing around with the double seven guard. George just wants to know where the fucking mustache goes. <laughs> That's it. It's yeah. all Jones now. All right. Now, let's, let me write this timestamp down because, once again, guess what? We have listener email, voicemail. Nice. Yep. Hey, guys. It's John Johnson V from the forums. I just got back from Emerald City Comic Con where I had a total blast. I'd like to take, thank uh, Dojanaki, Dreamscaper, Night Nurse, and Farrell from the forums for their hospitality and great conversations. Uh, you guys set the bar pretty high for everyone in Chicago. I'll see you guys next year. Thanks. Jump into the DC talk. Let's do it. DC talk. Who among us is not excited for this? No one. Yeah, of we the need four a contrarian. No, yeah. there's we're, none of us are Mark S. Busters, so there's no reason for us not to be excited. What does that mean? Mark, <laughs> to translate, Mark S. Buster? Uh, it means that uh, none of us are, uh, are not lacking in coolness. Oh, well, oh thank you. I, no, I may no, be. No chicken littles in the group. Well, let's explain it for those who aren't in the loop, so to speak. DC confirmed, was it yesterday? Or was it early yes. today? Yesterday, yes. that they will, in fact, be taking the old uh, push broom and sweeping across the DC universe, renumbering everything with with new num- fifty two new number one issues. Uh, I I'm assuming that it's going to be a, a hard reboot. Now I've heard talk no, that no, it's no 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 no. See that that that's where I think a lot of the misconception is. It's a company wide. And correct me if I'm wrong, guys. It's a company wide relaunch. And some titles will be rebooted. Some selectively will not. They're they're not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater. I think it's just a chance for them to relaunch everything, to tighten up some of the origins of a few characters, and 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 just in general tighten things up and give people perfect entry points to to come in. Okay, but. I, I also read rumors that Barbara Gordon will walk yeah, again. Yeah, she'll so, be back as Batgirl, yeah. I mean, that's a hard reboot. Mm-hmm. So their Cyborg's killing joke is not. a member of the J- Justice League. Who? Mm-hmm. Cyborg. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, you know, uh, Superman is still going to be Clark Kent, who's going to be Younger. the last son of... But he might not be married um, to Lois, though. Right. But he may not be married to Lois, you know. But I, I, think, I think they're going to keep the very important core of the characters intact there's going to be room to just just kind of discard a lot of uh, a lot of the the cumbersome yeah. continuity and give yeah. people entry points to it's to brilliant get it's brilliant what's interesting is it looks like in spite of it being some of their best-selling stuff uh, it looks like at least part of the batman stuff is going to be redone because dick's going to be back as nightwing and uh you know it's just it, it'll be really inter- i mean I'm, that's one of the things that i'm most interested in is seeing what what they decide to keep and what they don't like. We know that they're keeping the idea of there being multicolored lantern cores because there's yep. going to be a book devoted to the other colored lantern cores. But you know, it still doesn't mean that what we've been reading is 100% the way they're going to treat it. I mean, it could just be that the new status quo is that there've even always been 
multicolored cores. We just, you know, yeah. it, it, who know, who knows? It, it's going to be. I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. I, 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 you know, we talked about this what a week or two ago when mm-hmm. it was a rumor, and yeah. I had said at the time, well, you know, if this is just like another one more day, I mean, or one year later type of thing, it just you probably won't interest me. But the boldness of the move, the breadth of it is is what won me over. I mean, it's the entire line, like you said, Vince. It's all at once. It actually was largely kept a secret from almost everybody. And God, it's, I, like, it's like the comic book version of like D-Day. It's like the yeah, Normandy, yeah, yeah. The Normandy yeah. invasion of comics. And of course, I think all of this is cool, but none of it would be all that impressive if it wasn't also matched up with uh, full line-wide day and date digital release. Uh, right. Same time, which is, I think, the that's the bold part of this, right? I mean, well, yeah, I, I think we have to be careful. I think that could be the biggest story. There are two major moving parts to the whole thing. One is the the company wide relaunch. The other is the day and date digital. I th- I think that time will will tell if the if the digital initiative is as big a deal as as we hope it is, because there's still a lot of details that have to come out right. about. I have to be totally honest. I'm immeasurably more excited about the potential the creative potential here than I am about oh, the biz- sure. the business side. I I really don't care how DC gets yeah. these comic books out. Uh it's nice to give potential readers an option uh to pick from a physical or digital. That's great and and more power to you, but I don't really don't care. Um I I I'm ex- you're going to hear this word a lot tonight, excited. This this to me is a move that's just rife with creative possibilities. There's what can't they do? I mean, they could bring Pa Kent back, who probably will rival Phoenix in the amount of resurrections he's had. Um, it's really neat. They could pair up Superman with Wonder Woman. That would be awesome. It's I mean, that's that, been that's been heavily rumored that part of the 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 Clark and Lois relationship being dissolved is that there's going to be a romantic relationship between superman and wonder woman that's cool and i mean that shades of frank miller's uh dark knight strikes back right mm-hmm. for right. kingdom come you or know king, yeah, yeah or kingdom yeah. come but uh, i mean this is a a really honest plea to anybody from dc who uh, is uh with any kind of power give it a chance don't pull the plug don't get scared if the numbers aren't where you want them to be initially don't pull the plug on this because you're gonna look like punks let it go for at least a year keep it rolling right well in my uh, column this week i wrote about some of the things that just my first reactions and uh and and the the closing bullet was exactly that Vince, which is that you know you ha- this has to be all in you know this is it you you've you've made the move this has to it has to be permanent you can't yeah. you you this can't be heroes reborn or one year later or it's got to be crisis this has got to be yeah. Yeah. this is we're doing it we realize it's a bold move we realize we may lose thousands if not tens of thousands of longtime readers who are unhappy but we're willing to take the risk because we need to and this is how we're going to go for, forward i mean if, if 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 and and again you know like you said we we won't we won't know whether they stick to that for a while either way but i really really sincerely think that if people look back on this moment if it's going to be remembered as a bold and really importantly positive move for dc it will be because they never turn back Right. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think it, it'll be a point of pride where they won't. They, they, I, hope, I, hope I, not, yeah. I, I really hope that they would. And, and I'm not trying to damn the lion out of the gate. I, I'm rooting for them. I mean, for the first time in years, I, I was buying DC pretty much across the board, 
as mm, probably with Infinite Crisis, I was buying mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. A- and then they just lost me for whatever reason, for a lot of reasons. I just don't want to get mm-hmm. into it. But it, it doesn't really matter. Now they have my attention again to the point where I said, if if I can get these titles for a decent price, I will try everything. That's okay. I was going to ask you, especially because you've been, you know, Mister Resolute. Even though you love Morrison, you you've been the guy that won't try Morrison's Batman, and you don't care about this. So that that was you were the of all of us, you were the one I was most interested to see if you were willing to at least give these a try. Oh, of course, um, yeah. And the fact that you're willing to, I think, speaks volumes. Um, so, so David, you're you're for you. I was thinking of a different angle, which is that um, you, you know, sometimes I think you you seem to. Uh, be a little uh, more um uh what's the word critical of i mean things can little seemingly little things about the way they treat characters can irk you right like to the point of like with greater yes. treat pal and green lantern yes so what with that in mind does this i mean i know you're, you're positively inclined about this but what are your thoughts in terms of what would you like to see like like let's take green lantern like would it please you or sort of erase the stain of what they did to Hal if somehow they reset it such that Hal was never parallax or would that matter one way or the other or you know what? I've um I've I'm fine with uh with what's going on with Hal's past. I, I um you know I think I think John John's did a great job with rebirth and um and and I guess I'll I'll say rectifying things only because i mean, just based on how the character's been written since pretty much day one what editorial wanted how to do just didn't make sense you know it 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 um you know it'd be as if you know scott summers all of a sudden decided to be faithful it just wouldn't match that character so it it um it what john has done is fine I, I i'm not worried about um i stopped worrying about what um what they could do with Hal. They, they, they kind of already done the worst that they could do with him. <laughs> um, sure. I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not so concerned about that. I'm, I'm looking forward to, um, basically having the anti one year later. That, that's what I want this to be. I, I, uh, I, I love these characters and, and, and I haven't been, um, fans of them. For a while now, for most of them, and and it'll be nice to be able to 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 check out a Justice League book again, and yeah. and to um and and to see what's going on with, with Superman and and even Wonder Woman. I mean, I was there when when Perez and Potter relaunched Wonder Woman post Crisis, and and I, I tried out, and it was good, and, and it yeah. was pretty, and I and, and I was there for War of the Gods, and. And, uh, and it was, was not good. When, and it was well. It wasn't. It wasn't horrible. But um, you know, I, it was during an Amazon's attack. Uh, hey, now I, I, I um, cut our buddy a little bit of slack. Oh, no, no, hey, that's <laughs> yeah, that's, that's no slight to Will, right? So um, you know, I was there when Byrne took over. I wasn't there for you know entirely for all of of Diana's volume two, but it was. Uh, I I don't hate Wonder Woman. I, I I want to. I'm going to try these because. I'm not. Um, I'm not about to pan something sight unseen, and and I'm not going to. I can't talk bad about something if I haven't tried it. So, Good. Uh, you know, I'm, it's cool that they have the possibility now to because Diana is a god or is the product of gods, right? So she's she should be extremely aloof. 
She should be condescending. She should be bitchy. And she should be a killer. She should be distanced from humanity because she's not human. They should make Diana even more, more hardcore than Batman. They have the opportunity to do it now. And they've explored this in the past to a certain degree. But let's make Diana a real... <gasps> yeah, see, the dog, the dog agrees. Yeah. George is like, hell yeah! Let, let's make Diana a take-no-prisoners kind of character, which she really should be. She's an Amazon. She's a princess. She's royalty, and she's the product of the gods. We shouldn't understand Diana. She shouldn't be everybody's friend or the nursemaid. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you know, and, and put she Mike Allred on the title if you're going to do it. As, as much of an outsider. Yes, she, that'd be great. Um, she should be about as much of an outsider as, as Superman is. And, and yeah. I, I have no problem with that. And, and That's you know, why they should gravitate towards each other because they can understand. They can share their stories. None of the... Here's my scrapbook. Look at mine. Should, should be, you know, somebody that, that somebody wants to get close to that... that people that the residents of, of the DC universe want to uh, really kind of want to be friends with. I mean, they, oh. uh, I mean, well, Superman, of, of course, over the years, but I mean, you know, they, they, they should be viewed as outsiders. And, yeah. um, and that's the other thing, you know, if, if one, I, I, I want to buy a decent outsiders book again, I want to, <laughs> I want to enjoy the, nice. the new teen Titans. I, I want to, you know, they're, they're I, we don't know what all the books are going to be. And, and, you know, I, I am, I, I am, I'm very happy with with the news, and and I just I, you know, and I know we've we've said and, and Chris has said that you know these maybe these aren't our characters anymore. Maybe you know it's it's time for a new generation to to. Yeah, um, they and, never and Zach, Zach made a great post yesterday about you know uh, saying goodbye to the characters that that we grew up with because you know for crisis or, or the crisis era. A little before for some of us, maybe a little after. That was, you know, our DC universe, and 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 recently, um, maybe it was kind of a new generation was supposed to be, you know. So so someone, I'm sure someone out there now, there are going to be some readers where Dick Grayson is their Batman, or or Damian is their Robin, and and that's fine. And you know, I I still see Barry as Flash, and I know that a lot of people mm. would rather have Wally as Flash, and and that's fine. It depends on on when you read it but I, I i don't know i like the idea of not knowing what's coming and, and yeah uh, that's and cool. I, i'm really excited about it well you a lot, know, of, I, lot I, of dc I, I, banter gonna, out of the marvel loop. noise man was it i said there's a lot of dc banter coming out of the marvel noise man that's very odd yeah very odd. <laughs> well you know it's a, it kind of build on what david was saying that there's gonna be some characters that are either going to be lost or they're going to be shifted out of the positions that they're in right now. And it's going to, it, it's going to be hard for some fans and, and you know, me included. Yes. It's mm. where does Damien or Tim Drake fit into this new DCU? Because I, I really like both of those characters. Where does Dick Grayson fit in? You know, it's it's right. it, it's it's going to be it's going to be hard, but you know that becomes a very complicated situation. I mean, if if I were to just make conjecture, I would say, just again based on the comments that they're going to make many of the core characters younger versions of themselves again, I would say mm -hmm. that 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 we know Dick's going to be Nightwing, whether he's a teenage Nightwing or a young twenties, we don't know. But I would say. Tim Drake, I can't. I agree. I think Tim Drake is probably too big a character. He's been able to carry his own book for a decade. I think he'll stay, maybe as you know the Robin on Teen Titans or something. But I think he'll be around. I think um, 
Damien, I can't see sticking around unless they. Which again, I hate re- because I I love that character, but yeah, is that yeah. is that one of the sacrifices that we're going to have to make as fans? And and I had I had I had tweeted this, and I had to kind of take this to heart. Is that I hope that people focus on the omelet as opposed to the eggs. Yeah, yeah, that, that shit's deep. There's freaking early. We're gonna we're gonna have you know we're gonna have to have some some eggs broken to to make this thing work and and there might be characters like Damien that right off the bat aren't gonna fit into the big picture of it. I don't. Yeah. I, I mean, he might not be Robin, but I don't think. I, I really don't think with, with everything that they've done, as far as letting you know about Damien, that they're going to push him aside. He might. I don't know. They they might. I mean, it it just it it just might be too complicated to introduce it right off the bat for, for people that, that, you know, because that, that's what they're doing is that they're not, you know, yeah, they're making these comics for us, but I hope anyway that they're making them as accessible for anyone who wants to download these comics and read them to make them uncomplicated. And Damien, complicated character. I love him. Very complicated. See, this raises an issue with me anyway. I'm sorry, uh, uh, Jason, go ahead. I'll, I'll pop no, in later because it's kind of sort of related, but not really. No, I was just going to just to say what Chris said is, is I think the point here is that Damien is, as we know him, a complicated character, but he doesn't have to be. Like in this right. new reboot, he does yeah, not have to be. A, he can be, uh, you know, he could be the son of Bruce Wayne uh, from Tali, Tali Al Ghul or, or not even. I mean, it doesn't. Yeah. He could just be. He doesn't have to. The status quo could be that Bruce had a kid. Uh, you know that we don't have to have the. You know, it could be as complicated or a lot or not as they want. That Chris said. He even retweeted it and said, "That knows best." And I was, I was, I was stunned. I had to brag to Renee about it. But I mean, nothing really has to be complicated early. because I was drinking early because I was at work. I, I bet you know. <laughs> I, I said, but uh, you know, just. A la Morrison's All Star Superman one page origin stories for each of the fifty two books, and that, yeah, that, that would be that, very helpful. And then just boom, they hit the ground running. You don't need you don't need six issues to to, to tell you know that 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 Martha and Thomas took Bruce to see Zorro or, or whatever they want to do for a modern spin, and just you know, I mean, hey, just, that, Batman Batman's original origin was one page. Yeah, and th- those yeah, are the right. best kind. I mean, why would you want to muddy the waters? Start doing whole decompression. Thing. I just it, it, this is a way to just do. That's another thing that I want to talk about too. Mm. They have the option to, and this hasn't really been uh, a product of the DC creative teams. It's more prevalent at Marvel, but they can get away with this whole writing for the trade bullshit. Where you know you, they the decompressed storytelling stretches things out for five to six to seven issues just because that makes a nice size trade. I would love to see Bronze Age storytelling come back, where um, not necessarily yeah. done in one, but let's make them dense. I think you bring up not only a, a valid point, I think an essential point, which is that um, you know again, I, I think if we take a snapshot of the direct market and uh, and look at any part of it, good or bad. You can sort of see how we got to where we've gotten to, right? It's it, it's it's um, it, it's it's not in one fell swoop. It's it's just the market continuing to react to the incremental changes, and then all of a sudden we wake up and we've kind of painted ourselves into a corner. 
And so I think we all agree that the the writing for the trade, which which this entire generation of of writers does, um, we know how we got there. And it was, if you look back on it, logical, right? I mean, which is that uh, sales were stagnating, the collected editions were a, a new market that was appealing to people and a huge growth market. So they started focusing on that, and, and I get that. But I'm with you, Vince. I mean, I think so much of our uh, collective I think disinterest or, or 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 jaded view of of so many of these stories and characters isn't so much that they're not interesting to us anymore. It's just that this this uh, uh, just this just constant five to six issue uh, cycle has become so rote for all of us, and, and 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 we almost feel like we're getting jobbed out of our time and money in the middle issues so often, right? Because we just see them as oh, there's a transition issue. Um, and I think if if they're going to do this right, and again, I, I think they deserve all the kudos in the world for this, and I'm crazily in favor of them doing it. Um, but you know, come September and October is when they got to pay the piper, and I would just be disappointed and and hopefully surprised if they took such bold steps to do all this and then they didn't follow through with the things that you're getting at, which is I think you have to tell stories that are shorter in duration. Or at least don't have to be five or six issues. I mean, if it's if it's warranted of that, great. But but that they could be two, three issues. That they can be like they used to be, where they, you know, they they the one issue is a story into itself, and it layers things that we'll see in the second issue or the fifth issue, and um, you know, that the, the stay tuned, you know, and and, and I really really think they need to remember that comics do not have to be, uh, you know, three act, five six issue stories. They can right. be any length and be, you know have lots of different pacing and I think that's vital here's the night go uh, they, they don't have just because you have you know 128 pages however many pages a, a six issue trade is all six issues don't have to be about one story you can have two three part stories you could have an Absolutely. anthology of sorts in a trade yep. you can you know you could just put those single one off issues off to the side and and collect those later they don't you know you don't just hey, because you put them out that way doesn't mean they have to that never stopped it. wolfman in titans there was shit going on oh, God, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. well you know uh, we we we, we, we mentioned we mentioned it at the top of the show uh, what park uh, what parker and hardman did with with the hulk whenever they the, the whole scorched earth thing each one of those issues was its own story about yes. whatever whatever doomsday uh either device or happening in that issue yeah yeah, yeah. E- each issue was this was this episode that was a part of a larger story and yeah. it, it, and it, you you great recap pages as well mm-hmm. so you could jump into that at any time, and basically the story is Hulk works for Steve Rogers. He's tracking down Doomsday weapons, and <laughs> this is yeah, and this is the next one. Go, yeah, and yeah, it just it, if you wanted to go back and build the larger mythology, you could, but just jump right in. It's a fucking comic book, man. Yeah, yeah. And here, yeah. here's yeah. a plea to the DC creative teams: instead of working on these titles with an eye to the forthcoming event make every issue an event go crazy with the design and the layout use typography and uh, sound and sound effects to your advantage and here's here's my 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 one number one hope and this will make you money in the long run it'll benefit you guys more than you think 
do Kirby style chapter breaks because you can sell those original art pages for a hell of a lot more. And and they're just they're just plain cool. I mean, when you when we were reading the Fourth World stuff back in the day, and you saw a chapter break, it was a good opportunity for Jack to do a splash, and and these guys could be the same. I mean, it it adds to the story. It's dynamic. It's exciting, and it'll make you more money on the original art market. Do the damn Kirby style Speaking chapter of, breaks. Speaking of Kirby. And this is this is kind of the fun part of all this is before all the solicitations come out and there's all the rumor and we're getting you know a leak here and a leak there about what titles may be coming out. What uh, and I'm asking Vince, what what Kirby titles would you like to see DC relaunch? That that's a good question because I have to approach the answer from two different viewpoints. Mm-hmm. Let's make no mistake about it. This is a marketing tactic to draw in new readers. This is not about us. So whatever we want is immaterial. It's what sure. what DC Agreed. thinks. Agreed. What DC thinks the fan, the potential new readers want. So the the fan part of me says, well, obviously I want Commandy. Come on, that that would be a dream to see. Uh, maybe Ryan Sook. Or Tom Scioli, or um, someone who who gets Kirby. Scioli would be my number one choice, obviously. But you know, somebody who gets it, I like see, have, I want to see Scioli on like New Gods. Have Larson write it and Scioli draw it. I mean, Eric Larson could <laughs> well, be that, that, That's not going to happen. But well, whatever. Yeah, uh, not, according to today, no, it's negative, not going to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't believe some of the some of the things I know, he was, was saying. Really? But stop. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. Uh, okay, and the the uh new reader uh with the eye on, on on marketing side of me uh geez, I don't know because let's be honest, a lot of Jack stuff was not very commercial. Uh, I would say well, I've I've already I've already heard one that is strongly rumored that and it, I was I was a little surprised. Uh geez, let me guess. Um, it probably won't be any of the fourth world stuff. No, well, Omac, uh, Omac is supposed to be coming with Ryan Sook. Yeah, see that's that's, that's cool because which, which Omac, the Mohawk Omac or the the uh, Infinite Crisis Omac? No, I don't think I they're going to muddy it. Mohawk. Omac. I, I'm yeah, Omac. yeah, okay, yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's a, it's a neat concept, you know. Uh, the the guy who the superhero who's seven, remotely seven. controlled from a, a satellite that's cool, not yeah. remotely controlled but one eye on the satellite. It's a neat idea. I would like to see that happen. Just do something with Jack's, you know, mm-hmm. new gods. But I think I, I would the burn store. You can print the burn four part. Yeah, I would love to see the new gods, but I don't know if mm-hmm. a potential new reader would would like. What is this? I don't get this at all. Well, I, uh, you know, I alluded in the uh, in the in the forum thread about this that uh, well, no, in the in the thread that we had jokingly going about the episode one sixty three preview, uh, I, I just noted that. <laughs> oh, I you had, mean the one sixty four uh, that Chris created to undermine? No, 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 in this one, the one sixty three. I noted yeah. that uh, I had to give uh, Chris some dap for something oh. he said long ago that he may not even remember, but I thought he deserved oh, yeah. credit. Um, fa- uh, roll the wayback machine back to two eleven o'clockers ago. Ooh. And we mocked the fuck out of Chris for saying that in the year when Marvel was bought by DC, I mean, <laughs> when Marvel <laughs> was bought by Disney, he voted for the most important news of the year being the announcement of Earth One. <laughs> now, we all gave fun of him and said, yeah, huge news. 
And let me tell you something. I, I honestly, and I, and I mean this sincerely, I, as I was writing this up last night for, for my column, thinking this through, the, the, one of the first things that came to my mind is reading through the press release and reading the Bob Wayne letter to the retailers and all that sort of thing and the focus on, you know, reimagining these characters for a modern era to appeal to a younger audience, you know, but keeping the core of what made them great all along. I thought to myself, you know what? I, I have to think whether they ever admit to this or not, I don't know. I'd love to get the chance to ask them directly, but, but the, the clear success of Superman Earth One, um, I think had to have, at least in part, whether it be a small part, large part, I don't know, had to have played a, a role in giving them the confidence to make this move. And, and I say that because that was a book largely mocked by the quote unquote core fan base. Yeah. I don't know too many people that, that, that A, tried it, and B, those that did try it, myself included, didn't think all that much of it, right? That said, what was it? It was a complete retelling of the Superman origin with a modern aesthetic, um, taking, you know, again, some of the core of the character and keeping it, but largely making it very new and very different. Um, it didn't sell all that well in direct market, as again, it was, it was widely panned. What did it do? It sold like fucking gangbusters in the bookstores, which is what yep. it was designed for. It sold standalone, off the shelves, much better than almost any other superhero related uh, collected edition outside the direct market that year, and it's still selling well now. So, I, I, you know, again, if you think about what that was, which was Mar- DC saying, you know what, we need to make product that's simpler has a modern aesthetic, and we really aren't making this with any thought as to what the core fan base thinks because they have their own thing, and it succeeded. Um, and so, it, know, it's, I, the, it's the very hard for us to digest truth that, you know what, we are not that big. Yeah, well, right. Whenever you talk mass market, we are not. The hardcore fan is, we're not big enough to sustain the industry. Exactly. You know, I, I, um, I, I, this today I made a comment that it, you know, I was proud of how, how it seemed like most of our forum was taking the news, you know? I mean, not that everyone was, was giddy over it, but I think even the people that were skeptical weren't like, they understand. Oh, this sucks, or oh, this is the world, end of the world. Um, and I said, you know, in, in, in being on Twitter and reading some other forums and, and, and com- communities the last two days, I came away with this overwhelming sense of how our, our, and I say we because I'm, you know, we've all been part of it. Have this sense of entitlement, right? Because we feel like ownership in not only these characters but the business, you know. Because we do podcasts and we write columns and we spend a lot of our disposable income and our free time on these characters, and we we feel like we've devoted an ignorant amount of our mind space and our passion to these things that we feel you, almost you, like know, you know what we sound like jason yeah if you listen to sports radio we sound like that old guy who used to be a season ticket holder yeah 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 it's right yeah. that's right yeah exactly and and it's like and i just hearing the people complain about this move or, or i should say those who were complaining about the move i just felt like you know i understand the entitlement where it comes from i felt it at times too and and marvel and dc have perpetuated that entitlement for their own reasons because that's you know, they felt like that was the best way to get the cash they got. They've been getting, and, and so they've allowed it to happen. But at the end of the day, no matter how you slice and dice this, DC woke up, probably with thanks to Diane Nelson and the new corporate overlords. But they woke up and said, "Wait a minute, I get that we make a decent chunk of change and good profits off this hundred to two hundred thousand core fan base, but." 
the numbers are the numbers, people. I mean, the direct market is down from, I, I believe I, uh, I, I saw the number that uh, five years ago, after one, the, the, the month that they launched one year later, DC sold three and a half million single issues that month. This past month, they sold 1.7 million. I mean, that's they've lost half their market in five years. Now they're not alone, right? The entire—I mean, their competitors have all lost a lot too. But I'm saying, in five years, no matter what you say about the health of the market, their single-issue sales have been cut in half. So, you know, kudos to them for waking up and saying, you know, why are we so afraid of upsetting this? few tens of thousands of people because honestly if this is as good as it gets then what's the point because we make billions of dollars with these characters outside of printed comics so we don't really need the comics right i mean the comics need to be their own thing so why not guys and i love that i love that they just said why not sassy it, might it fail? Absolutely. I mean, there there are lots of ways they could fuck this up, right? I mean, right. like Jim Lee said, he's not going to fuck it up. Well, he could fuck it up, right? I mean, they, they could they could tell stories that don't appeal to people. They could be late with them. You know, there's a million stage, things they yeah. could do wrong. Um, yeah. But the fact is, they're willing to try something really bold. And it's funny because the people I'm seeing complain are either retailers, which I get it. Like I get retailers having uncertainty today. Like I, you know, I, I understand that. Um, you know, Brian Hibbs, who I think is a pretty reasonable, obviously very successful retailer. Um, I thought showed a lot of fear and panic in his response. Um, and I get it. Like, I understand if I were them in their shoes, I'd be probably a little shit in my pants, too. Um, yeah, but haven't you seen the writing on the wall for a while? Absolutely. Guys? No, yeah, that's that, what I'm saying. Like, I, yeah. get, I get from their personal standpoint why they're nervous, and, and they probably should be, frankly. Um, I get that. Uh, but the, the people that I, I guess I'm sort of sad for are these people that are just like, I'm out. Never touching DC comic again, or yeah, you, you, know, you know what? Those, like those, those, those people were so on the fence already, yeah, right. and and you know what? It if you knew the truth about it, they probably don't buy that many comics anyway. You're whispering. She's whispering. You want to hear a secret? No, yeah. but. Uh, one of the things that really surprised it, yeah. me, Sorry. it's not too much of a surprise, but it was the uh, the tweets by Bendis and mostly Bendis and Brevoort. Uh, but ben, ben, Bendis said that it, this was akin to DC uh, stupping the direct market up the ass. And it, to me, that just says that, you know, Bendis is one of those dudes in the band on the Titanic. Yeah. And and he's he's keeping on keeping on even though everything around him is sinking and and it doesn't take uh, a visionary to see that the direct market mirrors the record industry absolutely and again and, let's understand why Bendis would think that way right he's paid right. an inordinate amount of money to do his dream job his books are by the by at least by the measure with which he's held accountable which is comparative sales of other books in his market it kills it every month. Um, he's, you know, getting extra cash now to help be on their teams for the cartoons and he's got a, a TV deal for, you know, he's living the, the life, right? I mean, he's, he's living he's, the dream. He's living the dream. Um, and, and he's at the top shop. I, I again, I, I think we can't, we can't underestimate, you know, there was a, I, I apologize to whoever posted it. If you guys remember, but someone started a thread in the forums about, uh, was this a bold move or a desperate move or both? Mm-hmm. And, um, both. And, and I, yeah, and I think most of us voted both, um, and I think that's really it, right? You don't see you don't you don't do this if everything's fucking fine. Exactly, and yeah, that's you, my yeah, powerful 
<laughs> right. That's why they had to do something. Yeah, that, that's yeah. exactly right. I mean, this was a move by a a number two would do, right? This right. is, you know, again, it's 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 funny because um, Apple today is 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 one of the largest, most successful companies in the world, three hundred fifty billion dollar market cap. You know, it's it's larger than Microsoft. It, it, you know, it, it's obviously every, ubiquitous, but it wasn't long ago. In fact, it was a decade ago yeah. when Apple was a struggling on the fucking ropes, man. PC maker, you know, computer maker. Um, trying to do something crazy and go into the consumer electronics market, something that most people thought was insane of them because consumer electronics are usually very fad-driven, they're highly competitive, they have lower margins. People thought Apple was nuts to go into the MP3 player market. They thought it was a ridiculous, desperate move by a desperate company on its last legs. Well, you know, obviously... You know, fast forward to now, and it not only was it the right move, but it was fucking probably the best, most transformative. The water, watershed moment. Yeah, in in, yeah. in 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 American business history, at least in the last. Well, you know, and, and another thing on, uh, you know, it's, and I don't want to get like all passionate and say, "How dare you!" But <sighs> over over the last, could you five <laughs> years? <laughs> you did. Oh, over the last five years or so, you look at stuff like fifty two. And even countdown and when oh, oh every, and every and every press release, every announcement that came from that was DC saying we believe in the direct market and yep. we want people to go to their comic shops on a weekly basis to get their comics. So my question is who failed who? Right, right. Did did DC fail the direct market, or did the direct market fail DC? And there's right. there's a there's a point in time where you have to you have to fucking you know cut bait. Yeah. And and for DC, you know, DC didn't fail the direct market. They've put out good product. They've put out product that has been designed to bring people into the direct market on a weekly basis. And I still hear, hear fucking stories about comic shops in in the south that carry only Marvel comics. Mm-hmm. And nice. it's like, well, you know what, guys? Um, here's a publisher that has has really made an attempt to to cater to your customers. How much how much did you push their product on your customers, or did you just sit back and say, "Oh no, come on in, pick up your X Men"? And there's nothing wrong with with the X Men, but you know, who failed her? Who failed who? Is right. my question. Well, that I'm right. just going to toot toot one of my own tweets because that's what I said today that. They also rebooted the way comic shop owners are going to operate their businesses. Because with 52 new titles, what was it, 13 a week? Yeah. You yeah, can't, right. you can't just unpack the boxes, stack the issues, and shelve them and expect them to sell themselves. Now, there is a certain component to this that DC's going to have to step up and say, we have something very new we have to take make allowances for people to know about this they're going to have to advertise and they're going to have to you know new avenues not just you know an advertisement in cbg or something they're going to have to seek out new and revolutionary methods of getting the word out right but a lot of this is going to rest on the retailers too because they're not just going to be able to sit back and let these titles sell themselves they're going to have to work it they're going to have to get get a little bit well, they're going to have to get a little bit of that Stan Lee hucksterism in in their blood. And yes, he 
is really good at that and was You're starting to crack up a little bit. Yeah, good, it's very opportune time. You know, Hibbs uh, Hibbs complained today. One of his big complaints was that, and again, I get his point of view, but it was that as a retailer, having fifty-two number one issues to peddle in a month was disastrous for retailers because they will have no ability to gauge, you know, how many to order, what the interest will be, et cetera, et cetera. And while again, I, I think he he knows retailing a lot better than we do, so I'll take him at his word there, and I get it. But it strikes me again that when I read his complaints and like read some of the others and I read some of the fans that were saying, uh, you know, what I guess made me, when I say it codified it for me, it's like they are not quite seeing it. Like yeah. the complaints, the people that are really complaining are all driven out of the fa- the wrong conclusion, which is that this is a move meant to sustain the existing paradigm. That is not at all what DC is doing here. <laughs> no, DC's no. saying <laughs> it's not. DC's trying to, I think they're trying their best at least initially to not completely destroy the existing paradigm but they're very much saying guys we're going to try and do something for a different group of buyers and that's where i know vince you sort of said you're not that interested in it but i honestly believe the difference between this being a gimmick that largely would be poo-pooed and being i think extremely aggressively bold is the digital day and date because um that's really why the retailers are scared to death right that's why everyone's dying to see what the pricing will be because i will tell you and I think David chimed in on the forum that he thought this as well. Um, my supposition, and again, we'll, we'll find this out soon enough, but I guess no later than, than a week and a half when the solicits come out. My supposition is that the digital day and date will be priced the same as the print comic. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I know people are listening at home going, that's ridiculous, I won't buy it. Well, guess what? Again, this isn't for you. If you're buying the print comics as it is, and you're going to go to DCBS like I'm going to and buy all of these at whatever discount they're offering, hopefully 50%, Zach, if you're listening. Um, 75 or something. Yeah, exactly. Uh, then then this isn't the digital day and date's really not your, your shtee anyway, this, right? This, this is for the guy that works down the hall from you in accounting that hasn't read a Batman book in 10 years but has an iPad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and and I, I – now – I don't know. I honestly don't know. I if 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 they go something cheaper than two ninety nine, hey, I'll be quite pleased actually, and yeah. and, and and impressed. But I I wouldn't be at all surprised if it's two ninety nine, and then that they will lower the price um, to you know one ninety nine or even less after a time. And it's not like we're saying this completely, you know, naked of any of any history. I mean, DC quietly has been putting out a few day and date issues mm-hmm. digitally through Comicsology and their direct app for a while now and my understanding is although I haven't personally purchased them my understanding from doing some research the last few days is that they've been doing just what we're alluding to they they've been charging 2.99 for a lot of them on day and date and then month two months three months yeah. depending they've yeah. been lowering the price pretty significantly after um, and it's the same thing with like hardcovers. Someone wants to read it right now. They want that Instagram. Yeah, exactly. They pay twenty five bucks for the hardcover. You wait a year. You pay eight for the paperback. Yeah, right. precisely. And and I now now that said, I, I think there there are things they need and should do beyond that. And I I would hope that they've thought this through. I mean, I I would like to see uh, a subscription model. I mean, I think that can well, work. That, I, I, iTunes that has lead, that leads into my big fear of this. Mm-hmm is that they've basically announced that for all 52 of these number one issues, they're going to release them day and date. Mm-hmm. They haven't said anything about issue two. Well, no, I I know people keep saying that, but my understanding, again, uh, is that I Jim Lee tweeted... To- oh. Oh, shit. Oh, no! He hey, hit the mute button. I hit, I hit, I hit the mute oh, trying to reach my beer, sorry. Um, <laughs> no, my understanding was that uh, Jim Lee actually came out last night and said, no, it is it is not 
that that was not intentionally vague. They they are it's that's the way they're doing it from here on out. It's, not, it's going to be day and yeah. date, every issue, yes. every Wednesday. Yes, correct. Awesome. Good. Yeah. Thank fucking God. Okay. Yeah, so, now, just to get back to what Jason was saying about the. Yeah, I am interested in the digital aspect of it, but not nearly as much as the creative. But I think there are certain things that they are going to have to do creatively to ensure that people who have never bought a comic before in their lives get perceive the two ninety nine value in what they're buying, Absolutely. which is to stay away from decompressed storytelling. If you give um, good, good dense stories, yes. If you give the layman or the uninitiated twenty two digital pages of Superman walking down a corridor, thinking about what happened yesterday, Absolutely it's right. going to turn them right off. I completely agree. Like for example, if 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 the first six issues of Green Lantern Corps are you know, a fucking walk down the history of, of each of the entities and how they are represent, you know, different totems of different powers. And, and if for six, you know, that, that would, yeah, that, yeah. that's a bad start. And number two, if it is their aim to not completely rock this sinking ship of the direct market, what they should do is to make it as effortless as possible for these retailers to plan their orders accordingly, make the books returnable. Mm-hmm. For only for six months. Yeah, that's an interesting point, Vince, and that's one I've yeah. seen a lot of retailers bring up. And I, I hadn't thought of it when I when I was reading this yesterday, but I actually do think you're you're right in that, that it would be nice for for DC to do. And again, giving credit where credit is due, my understanding and and retailers that listen, correct me if I'm wrong, but my understanding is that DC has actually been quite good, better than Marvel, frankly, quietly so at doing just that over the last few years with big event books and stuff, making them. You know, again, they're not always fully returnable, but they've been better um, with with books that they've asked people to take a chance on at making them returnable. So I, I agree. I hope they at least do that because you know it, it will be hard for some retailers to figure out what to do with some of these. Show show your uh, retailers that you have confidence in this move and in Jim Lee and in Dio and everybody that's involved with it. Let everybody know that you're confident this is going to be. A strong seller. It's going to be a big deal, and make the books returnable. Well, I mean, the, this is this is ease a, their fears. The, well, it's a it's a wheat and chaff moment for a lot of retailers, in that they have you know they have the advantage of three months before these hit the stands, they can market to their client base. Now, like as soon as these solicits come out, they need to be rolling out their pre-orders and saying, hey. Have you heard about the the big relaunch? Well, take a look at what titles you're interested in, and let me know what you want me to order. This is where I, they this is where they have to talk to their customers and get out behind the counter and and actually engage people instead of just sitting there and and ringing the cash register. Yeah. Now this was this was written about in USA Today, right? Yeah. Yes. I, I'd, I'd like to know if there were any. Um, if, if there were any retailers called by, by prospective customers who, who read about it or saw something, you know, online that you know, this is what DC is doing, anybody who's had a thought about visiting a comic shop or rekindled something from their past, if anybody reached out to any comic shops and, and asked questions about it in this way, I mean, that'll help them with the engaging and and finding out what needs to be done. But I, I'm yeah. curious to know if any if any of the news spurred any. 
potential. Well, Vin, Vince, I wanted to ask you because you mentioned on the thread that you you stopped at your your LCS Comics on the Green, and that uh, the owner seemed pretty jazzed about it, which I was happy yes. to hear. So, what was did he give you sort of a premise as to why he's excited for it? Because I think it's fair to say, at least anecdotally, that's more retailers are skeptical or scared than than I think are excited. So, I, I'm just right. curious why your guy was excited. Well, Dave is not the typical seller. If he mm-hmm. he won't shit on a title if he doesn't like it he always presents the customer with the bait he he'll you know if he if it's a title that he doesn't necessarily care for he will feign interest in the title just to sell the book and you can't blame him well you don't know if the, sure. if the customer is going to like it no, because it, it is a, like right it is a product and that's his business to move that product but he was more excited about the creative possibilities um, he has a very strong customer base, a lot stronger than 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 you. I would think your your average comic book store. He moves. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you can see on Wednesday the issue stacked up. He moves a lot of Marvel and DC books, and uh, he he said, "Hey, anything to get people interested in DC is okay by me." Cool. So, awesome. He's optimistic, and 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 rightly so. Uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Well, I know Vince's answer to this. Oh, but, uh, uh, go ahead. I just think I think God help me for saying this, but Tim Rackrich had a really good idea <laughs> as, yeah. as, as, as as far as comic shops go to incite to you know drum up some excitement for these titles and make them as appetizing as possible for your your customers. Scale a nice little uh, set up a nice little gradated. Uh, discount scale where if they order 10, give them 15% off. If they order 20, give them 25. If they order 30, 35. And if they order all 52, hell, you know, you're, you're getting them for 50% off and more in some cases. So you make 10% on the issue, but you're gaining a customer. Right. Mm-hmm. It's better to make 10% on a cover price than not yeah. sell the book at all. I, I, I read that post and it, it brought me back to American Entertainment all over again with, with it's a good idea with their, with their ads in in the '90s Marvel books where you know I all five issues of X Force and they'll throw in this and that. Oh yeah. Um, if how someone many if someone it, came to me and said I'm going to give you a stack of 52 books retail, this would have cost you 150 bucks. But you know what? You can have them for 75 dollars. Now you have 52 brand new number one issues. I would kick in the 75 bucks to try them all. Why not? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Now, now, I mean, I know we're we're getting a little long in the tooth, and people probably want to hear about uh, Fuckator and all that. Fuckator. Um, but I, I just, I, I've just two other things I wanted to, to say. First one is, I, again, some of the naysayers that keep saying like, "Oh, well, you just are, you know, you're gonna see." For every new person you bring in, you're going to lose one, and it's going to be an offset. Well, first of all, is that possible? Yeah, I guess it's possible. But you know what? Again, if that's really true, well, then all DC's really doing is accelerating the inevitable, right? I mean, if yeah. that's really do, do the words "war of attrition" mean? Well, that's anything? what I mean. So, so if that's really true, and I'm not saying that they're they may be right, but if it is, well, you know what? Well, then fuck it anyway. I mean, what does it matter? But, but ultimately, I I, I think people really. You know, these digital transformations have really been completely undersold, even by the optimists. I mean, you know, we talked a, a couple of weeks ago about Amazon's digital sales, uh, you know, book sales, Kindle book sales, outpacing all other books now in print. 
for them. And, and just what an astounding transition that is that, you know, a year ago it was, it was 10, 15% of sales and people thought, wow, that's a, that's pretty fast. And now it's, 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 it's the majority. And that, that's, you know, these, these, these digital revolutions have a way of happening a lot faster than people are ready for. And I, I just, I think people, I, I, one of the complaints I kept hearing today is like, oh, well, digital sounds great and all, but you know, most people don't really have a way to read digital comics in a great way yet. Well, yeah. you're right. Most don't, but yeah. here's the thing, ten, dude. Ten years ago, not that many people had MP3 players. Well, I was going to say, here's the thing. I mean, sure, not everybody you know has an iPad, but guess what? 19 million people do already. Yeah. This year, Apple is going to sell 19 plus million iPads. That's to say nothing of all the other tablets, which are 100 million tablet devices will be in the marketplace within five years. Yeah, exactly. And actually, 100 million. What was the top selling book last month? Well, uh, it was uh, 100, 100 and uh, it was. Um, 128,000. Uh, fear itself. Yeah, fear itself. Yeah, okay. Um, so, of the 100 million tablets in the marketplace, what percentage of that market do you have to capture to start to, to, to eclipse what they're doing right now? That's Not exactly that my point. That's exactly Not that much. And, that's, and, that's, that's, and here's the other thing. I also laugh because people talk about this. Well, dude, you know what? These people are. Their fucking heads are in the sand if they think digital isn't already reality. Because I, I now I, I don't know how you quantify this, so you know I'm sure I'll have people that, saying I'm wrong. But I would put a decent chunk of change on betting that more people read comics now digitally illegally through downloading each month than than pay for them. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I'm quite sure that maybe I, I, even the top selling books I would suggest by a factor of several, are read by people illegally through digital downloading each month, then buy them. So the idea, again, that digital market isn't mature is... Hypothetically speaking, that if someone wanted to read the last or the first five issues of Hardman and Parker's Hulk series... And they went to. We got. We got to get a kickback. And they and they went to two comic shops in their town, which most people don't have. Right. Two comic shops in their hometown. I have one. And they could only find four of those five issues, and then they came home and went to various sites on their iPad and on their computer to to actually attempt to buy try to actively go out and buy the missing issue digitally for for cover price mm-hmm. and it's not available yeah right and the only option left to them was to spend 4 minutes downloading an illegal torrent of that book hypothetically speaking you know, I, I can see that happening. Right. So something is terribly, terribly wrong whenever, whenever after exhausting every legal avenue, that 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 that's what you have to you know resolve. And that's, it just and so that's happens perfect. to be the it's, easiest avenue. But it's it's and I, and it, yeah, it, it's the easiest right. avenue. It is. You it wanted is. it right then and there, and if you paid cover price for it, so be it. So yeah, I would have paid two ninety nine for that issue. Exactly. Reluctantly, I would have paid a dollar ninety nine gladly. 
But see, yeah. that's a problem because you can't expect retailers to overorder every issue of certain comics, hoping that a new reader would get into, say, Parker and Hardman's Hulk. That's a problem. That when when someone tells me that you know well, you should you really out there I know that's the everything. thing. You yeah. someone tells me, hey, you really should be reading Rebels now. The the comics on the green, my local comic shop. Has Batman ever appeared in any issue of Rebels? I don't <laughs> no, think so, which no. is cool. Well, kudos to them. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I uh, know. But he 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 does over order titles, and he will keep six to eight months of issues on the rack. He's a rarity, though. That, yeah, yeah he is a rarity. Yeah. Now, if if you tell me Rebels is really good, check it out. Now, I'll go down to the to the local shop, thumb through the issues, and say, oh, here's issue seven, six, five, four. Two one, damn! He doesn't have issue three now. The trade's not out. There's ninety yeah. percent of the issues right there, and I'm not going to read it because he's missing issue three, or he sold out of issue three. Now that's not his fault that right. you know there just so happens to be an issue where he he's still got the other ones, but I'm not going to read it. Digital, you there's no excuse. Everything's in stock all the time. Right, right. And, and and it's not a knock on 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 Tomasi, but if it was if it if, if the story was it doesn't have to be rebels, it could be anything. If you're missing like you know the third of a five part story, if the story is written well enough, or you can fill in the gaps based on what happened in that third chapter, then it doesn't hurt as much. But you know you still yeah. want to find out what the hell. And, and let's be honest, we love the hunt. We we are accustomed oh, God, to the yes. hunt. Well, we've we've sure. been hunting well, for decades. Yeah. That, but then again, back to the original premise, the yeah, we're not the anybody, target of this is, DC is, right. thing. So when they go day and date, who's who's really going to? No, it, it's going to be a foreign language explained. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you can't expect you cannot expect someone off the street to go driving around trying to find a freaking. I will tell you what. I will I will make a bold prediction. Your okay. bold prediction. Um, Write this down, people. A year oh, this from... is everybody's big news for, for the 11 o'clock this year, by the way. Oh, I oh definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. yeah we, we can just skip over that category. <laughs> from, from September, so a year from when they do this, they will, the vast majority of DC's comics will sell more digital copies than print copies. I hope so. I hope so. And I actually believe that is a low bar to set. Like, I think most people are looking like, oh my God, if they get, no, I don't think this is about getting 10% of sales back. I think this is them thinking, how hard is it really to get fucking 30,000 people to impulse buy this thing on an iPad? Yep. I really and, and like, let's be honest. People it's, bought the fucking motion comics for fucking. How different is that from the status quo now? I mean, let DC does not sell nearly as much but, as many okay. comics as Marvel, so nothing's really changing in the direct we, market. We, we were just we were just talking about the hunt. So say somebody in um, if, if, okay, Topeka. So, so in, in right, but if if somebody was looking for, if somebody heard, finally listened to the podcast for the first time, or or found out because you know in the iTunes store it, it featured. Um, you know the 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 new launch of, of Superman, and they and they they're looking for if they went to the comic shop maybe, and and we're looking for the past couple of issues, and this is you know eight months from now, so you know they've had a half a year under their belt, and and they're looking for that third issue, and the shop doesn't have it, but at least if it's in DC's digital store, there's your hunt right there. Now now you can yeah. download and read the issues. So I mean it it just so so yeah. When Jason says that that you know I don't. I don't disagree. I, I I don't think that that's 
it's possible that, that, that they'll outsell the print with digital just because everything's always going to be in stock. Right. I had I had people in my office today, two two guys that are uh, into you know sci-fi fantasy stuff, have read comics off and on, but but not ever on on any sort of regular basis. Two guys come up to me in in the office today and say, "What's this going on with DC? You know, explain it to me." And and I was like, "Well, in September they're going to relaunch everything with with entry points, and they're going to do it digitally." And it was the fact that it was going to be digital that they're excited about because yeah. even here in Chicago, I mean, these guys live in the suburbs that there's not a comic shop that is real easy for them to get to especially during the day so it their their shopping options are are limited and they don't make the time to make a trek to a comic shop so the idea of downloading it on their computer at home or on their on their mobile device is really appealing and yeah it's like it's everything we've been saying for the last couple of years. Duh. It's, it's a good day for everybody in this house when Renee wakes up and, and finds that like the latest James Patterson book that she pre-ordered was downloaded right to her Kindle Lush. Exactly. Look at that. So, I mean, it's it's perfect. And, and it's, like I said, with his co-workers, not my buddy at work, he was he, he tweeted me uh, something yesterday that he saw in his Twitter feed and, and asked me about this this DC thing. And so I was telling him about it today. And he thought, well, you know, this... Do they like DC on your podcast? I said, do we like comics? So, yeah, I mean, we just, you know, it doesn't matter who makes it. So, yes. Yeah. So he says, oh, okay. So, you know, you guys are, for and he was asking me questions and shit. And I'm like, dude, all he did was see a tweet. And, and he was, he was, I'm not saying he's going to download things to his Android phone or, or, I mean, I've, I've given my older all ages books to, to give to his son. And, uh, and I know he's, he knows I, a comic fan, so it's not like. But I mean, the fact that he saw something and he asked questions, it's like you know, it, it, this is yeah, the interest is there. Yeah, absolutely. Now, yeah. now I know I know Vince's answer to this, but but I'll ask Jason and, and Chris if Justiniano is is penciling one of those first issues. You guys getting it? Hell yeah! <laughs> well, I hear you said I know your answer. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> Let's not go there. Let's just no, wrap this. Let's let's let's, let's let's wrap this first. Let me wrap up with one little. You inter- wrap up because you're the good rapper. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, I think this is a time that no matter what happens from here, and 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 there, there's no question that this could go wrong, right? I mean, that's the whole great. That's what's great about this. It is a bold fucking move that has huge risk and huge upside. And I think you know, you know nothing ventured, nothing gained. But for today, I think this DC deserves mad, mad credit and props and very bold. Um, yeah. But but to that end, the flip side is Marvel. Act like you fucking been there. <laughs> I mean, no shit. Honestly, dude. Like, and Chris knows as a sports fan. Like, fucking. If you get in the end zone a lot, the badass players they hand the ball right to the ref. They don't fucking do a huge right, dance yeah. the first time. <laughs> Even I don't. I swear to God. And 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 by the way, fuck some other people for. Trying to say that other people well, Marvel embarrassed themselves last night. And not all of Marvel. No, exactly. Not, not all the of ones Marvel that matter yet. did. Uh, <laughs> Jason Aaron actually, I thought, acquitted himself quite yep. well. Yes, I, Fraction I, Two. Their mouth shuts, shut. Kept, I think, acquitted themselves well. But just because your editor is known for being a bloviating 
fool doesn't mean you need to follow suit. Um, I, 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 I was literally embarrassed, uh, by them. And, and again, it's, it's not so much the, the quips or whatever, and maybe they thought, but it's the hypocrisy. If you're going to go and use your considerable reach in what is, you know, a small, you know, fishbowl, but but if you're going to use your, your, your big fish in a small pond reach to bash your fans for, uh, being uh, faux snarky, or for um, being internet trolls, or for being too difficult on you um, at every turn, then don't. At the first chance of something that's genuinely, surprisingly bold and innovative, take snark and cut at guys, especially when you're the you're at the top. It's it's yeah. so easy. Act like you've exactly been there. And yeah, and it, it just it, it, it really reminded me of dudes that 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 like never got laid ever and then somehow <laughs> ever got, like won the lottery and 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 all of a sudden like you know oh. strippers started hanging out with them and they they confused themselves for being relevant like like dude it, it just 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 you're at the top just keep your mouth shut yeah okay yeah. let's let's not bring it down yeah. let's just all I I know you guys feel it too we're proud of you DC we're proud of you. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Go, don't stop short. Believe it. Oh. Don't Go the distance. stop short. Go all the way. God, as a marketer, I see this way too much that different campaigns, different initiatives that are just right right to the point of going over the top and and you just just pull up short. Yeah. Out of fear, no fear. Go all the way. It's going to sound stupid the, and hokey. Visualize the outcome, and you will receive it. Be yeah. the ball. Be the ball. Be the ball. Okay. Be the ball, Danny. Be the ball. Hello, eleven o'clockers. This is Mark from Scotland or Scotchlander on the forums. Uh, I just wanted to give you all a shout out about the newly uh, reinstated or kind of new, totally Glasgow Comic Con. It's on Saturday the 18th of June in Glasgow at the Macintosh Church Arts and Heritage Centre from 10am to 6pm. And there's going to be talks, signings, panels, uh, an art exhibition, lots of dealers I'm sure. And guests include David Lloyd, Mark Miller and Frank Whiteley. So if any Scottish or British 11 o'clockers want a con, a little sort of intimate Glaswegian Scottish con, uh, that's where to go. You can find all the details at glasgowcomiccon.com. Uh, keep up the great work, guys. Bye. All right, now I need to hear about some fucking tour. <laughs> all right, I've been waiting for this all week. Because there, there's one reaction that, that I want to hear, and that's that's Mr. Neesman's. Now, let, let, me, no, let me ask you a question. Okay. Uh, if you chucked... S. Clay Wilson, Richard Corbin, Jeff Gaither, Greg Irons, Von Bodie, ding, I had to say it because I haven't mentioned his name in quite a while. Yeah, really. And, and what I perceive to be the strongest influence, uh, the late, great Tom Sutton, into a wood chipper and uh, the resulting pile of minced mega talents magically molded itself into a single entity, you know, it would probably create comics a lot like Jason Carnes. It's, it's like a it's like a comic haggis. Yes, 
only living and breathing and copulating. So Francie meets EC. Now, if you go to our forum, bullpenbulletinspodcast.com forward slash forum, that's, that's the that's old school. I know. Or you can go <laughs> new school and just type in 11oclockcomics.com and there will be a, a very convenient link to our forum. I have set up a thread where y'all can play at home and gaze episode at... thread, actually. Yes. This particular episode that you're listening to right now. It's the preview thread, not the faux preview thread that Chris, you know, kind of... So, so nothing faux about that. I, it's it, bullshit. It's you undermined me. Don't worry you, about it. You Please undermined my effort, efforts. Uh, it's yeah, okay. the, the 11... Shut up, you. 11 o'clock comics, episode 163, preview thread, which will not be a preview thread tomorrow because the episode will be live. But if you go to our forum and go in that thread, you can get in wide wonder at the art of Jason Carnes. This guy is incredible. Um, I was on the, the Facebook, one of my rare Facebook uh, stops, and someone I follow said, uh, you know, did a little like, and it was, it was Jason's artwork. And I was like, one of those bolts from the blue just struck me, and I was instantly enamored with this guy's work. It's incredible. It's like EC Comics meets that unrestrained, uh, unapologetic comics with an X from the id sensibilities of the underground comics of the 60s and 70s. It's not for the easily offended. It's not for the squeamish, but there's no holes barred. I mean, this guy just lets it all hang out, and it's all really, really well done. It's It's just, it makes me happy to see comics like this because... It's unfettered. I mean, there's no editor involved. Jason does everything. Pen writes, pencils, inks, letters, and uh, we'll get to that in a, in a couple minutes. The lettering is just friggin' outstanding. And that's, that's the strongest, well, I'll do it right now. That's the strongest Tom Sutton influence I can see. Because, uh, if you know your Sutton, the man had an un almost un unnatural grasp of typography. He would do the, the title for stories in the, in the old uh, uh, Charlton comics, like the ghosts of Dr. Graves or whatever, he would do the dripping, eerie, warped lettering, and you could tell instantly that that was Tom Sutton that was, that was doing that stuff. And this Jason Carnes has the same really sharp grasp of ty typography. He uses it as a design tool. He incorporates it into the panel layout. It's amazing stuff. But... Um, the thing I like the most about this work, and I don't have to explain it to you guys, you already know, but, but those of you at home, this stuff elicits a response. You, you can't just look at, you know, body modification, dismemberment, death, blood, sex, monsters, and combinations of all of that and, and not be moved either way to like or dislike. I mean, this is, you just have to, I, I, when I look at art, I want to be changed. I want to be shocked. I want my cage to be rattled. I want to remember this stuff. Take me from state A and shove me into state B and make me remember. I mean, you, you, you take that piece of the artist and he's actually grafting himself onto my brain forever because you can't look at a woman. And we're looking at the cover to Fuckator number two, the one with the... Uh, the pale blue zombie chick with the brain with the electrodes in it. Uh, you can't look at that cover 
and and not be you can't re- not remember that it's a woman getting a stake hammered into her chalupa while there's like bound women in the corner demon monsters in the back and look at the composition of that cover now it's lurid as hell it's obs- borderline obscene and I asked Jason how he prints these books because they have a real old-timey feel. The insides are done on newsprint, and uh, they look like vintage horror comics. And he told me he prints the covers at Kinko's. These are all hand. These are all handmade comics. He 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 cuts the covers himself. He prints them out eleven by seventeen. Trims them to get the full bleed. So and he told me he does it with one one eye over his shoulder. No kidding. <laughs> really. Uh, and the guts, the guts are color. He prints nice. them. He, yes, he prints them on an old HP color copier. Uh, he runs. He runs that, newsprint. Then you get what you pay for because what they're, they're like eight bucks an issue. Eight bucks an issue. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you also, he, I mean, you get more than the issue when you order from him. He'll he'll put a full color magnet featuring his artwork for every issue you buy. I mean, yes, he's, no, it's cool, but I mean, you can't display him on your refrigerator. Jesus, my kids would be traumatized, but anywhere else you got metal, you can put them on. But what was I saying? I mean, this is stuff that just like leaps past that line of propriety. I mean, it pisses all over it and it keeps on going. It's, it's crazy. Is Jason and, and Chris still here or did they bail? <laughs> I mean, I know. I, I know think they, they got uh, the mute on. They, yeah, they, they do. I, I know. You're a fan of the covers with the EC feel. I was telling you earlier that that I I look at the insides based on on like especially with on his blog, f u k i t o r dot blogspot dot com. Yeah, so you'll see a title that says "Totally Tasteless Tales of Terror." You've arrived. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, you, you might first have to click yes. I'm over eighteen. Let me. Yeah. That, yeah. There's the uh, portal. But I'm looking at the insides, and and I I definitely have that comics with an X feel to oh, it. Oh yeah, from the '80s, with like you know, the 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 fabulous three Freak Brothers, and and just and and Zippy the Pinhead, and things like that. It's just I mean strong yeah, Corbin vibe too. and oh yeah, and mm-hmm. and it's just I I will definitely be be checking these out. I, I I'm looking forward to it. Now, fuck a tour number two. I love saying that features my favorite cover. The, the woman with the stake in the chalupa. Um, now, if you compare Karn's work to that of anyone appearing in, say, remember that book from Abrams that came out last year, The Horror, The Horror, the classic, the horror covers, or even the stuff, well, more appropriately, the stuff in the uh, Weird World of Eerie Publications book, say, you know, Basil Wolverton or, or Lee Elias or Bernard Bailey, Howard Nostrand, Different styles and approaches, yes. But side by side, Carnes' work holds its own in terms of technique, atmosphere, shock volume, and just like skill. The guy's composition is amazing. Look at that cover for Fuckator. Look at it. It's it's a beautiful cover. I mean, yes, it's disgusting, but don't don't focus on the events. Focus on the layout. It's it's a perfect perfectly composed cover. Your eye goes to the, the naked uh, blue chick trails down the leg, goes to the 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 vajayjay. Right, you see the the woman's Vagine. face in the lower corner. It goes up to the ogre, around to the bound women, and then the title brings you back down. He's using every part of that picture plane. 
It's. I think the guy's great. Listen to the stories. <laughs> they're all anthologies, David, and they're all all the stories are done in one. Well, the ones I have anyway. I bought. I, I got three issues. They're all anthologies, all done in one stories. There's a, a story in Fuckatour number two called Zombie Gorbath. And this is one movie I'd really love to see. You have the living dead emerging from everywhere. Zombie demon mummies from a desecrated Egyptian tomb. Reanimated soldiers from a secret military installation. Sodomized tribesmen from an island in the Pacific. Nuclear waste dumped in a Midwest cemetery. And they all play a part in, and this is, this is the exact title from the last page. They all play a part in the fucking end of the fucking world. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> and that's the thing. The dialogue, again, this is stuff that I would write in my notebook during a particularly, you know, downbeat class in high school. There's people screaming, ah, fucking zombies, ah, my clothes. And, and like, the characters call each other douches and fuckheads and stuff. It's just, you can tell he's having Real fun life. because the dialogue doesn't really matter. It, it's the events in the story that that that's cool. Um, I'm loving the sound effects in some of these. Oh things. yeah, yeah. Uh, you have disturbed us. Fucking die! Oh my God, they're becoming the living dead. Fuck ah! And there's guys getting like you know their eyeballs pulled out, their entrails munched upon. Uh, the second story is called the Horrors of Doctor Sadist. Where this mad scientist manipulates the genitalia of a centerfold model and her photographer into producing a giant purple perversion of life with a huge engorged whatchamacallit. That's nuts! You gotta see the thing. It, it's they, they do the little the little experiment and he inject, injects the guy's dick with this like serum and and the woman literally explodes and he and he cuts cuts her belly open and this demon multi-eyed monster demon thing comes out and you got to see the ending there's there's sodomy involved in a lot of this stuff <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> really? yes yes and, and the last story in fuckator number two is called face eaters mutant freaks crave human face where it's another nuclear accident this time igniting a plague of ravenous mutants hungry for facial flesh and they transform those that come in contact with their blood even into even more face-hungry monsters. I'm not going to go through all of them because Chris Chris has a, you know very low tolerance level for this. But Jason, this one I thought of you completely. This this story has you written all over it. In Fuckator number six, not the initial story, which is called the butt raping bat apes on Pluto. Okay, not that one. It features humanity's first manned mission to our outermost outermost planet is thrown into chaos by the appearance of bat winged, red eyed, sodomy starved simians. But there's a second story in here, and this is you to a T. It's it's a more down to earth story about a vice squad cop. His name is Dick, and the tagline is. When dicks when dicks out, crime gets fucked. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, just just the this listen, dick. To, listen to the the, the dialogue. Uh, dick and his partner start their shift. Another fucking day. Uh, dick, crime is out there waiting. 
Crime is like a giant wet pussy, just begging to be fucked by the dick. It is my duty to penetrate every stinking orifice of crime in this town. And this buddy says, Groovy, let's get some donuts. Awesome. <laughs> but, I mean, it's carnage. It's mayhem. Heads get blown off. Entrails get ripped out. The language is really coarse, but these are comics that really excite me. If there's a woman in his stories, chances are real good she's either going to get raped or have her breast bitten off. But he's don't start screaming misogyny too soon because the hero of the butt-raping bad apes on Pluto is a woman. She saves the day. So equal measure, oh. male, male and female. Yeah, but anybody who has a taste for the transgressive like i do is gonna love this stuff and it, the dude's name is jason carnes and the website is uh fuckator f-u-k-i-t-o-r dot blogspot.com they're they're like they're eight bucks a piece which is i think it's reasonable for what you get i mean these are all hand done these labors of love every one of them and you get magnets with them and um tell them 11 o'clock sent you because i've been lavishing this guy with, with praise for like Two weeks. I love his stuff. This is they were. These are comics for Vince B. Yeah, they're done for me. Honest to God. I mean, so I just want Chris to be aware of these, so he has enough money in his PayPal account where he can go and order them. Vince was so fucking pissed off about the DC announcement this week because he's like, <laughs> "This is so gonna cut into my time to talk about fucking tour." <laughs> You were, you were. I, I know. I, no, I can I'm... see you. I can see you sitting at your computer. You see the announcement. And you're like, "Fuck, it tore." Nah, I was happy. <laughs> I was very happy. But yeah, people check it out. It's great stuff. But you know, is, you, you, know, you got it. How did you come across this? How did you? I told you I was on Facebook and somebody just liked them and it came oh, up in you my. Say you told me what you didn't realize is I went and let my dog out to piss while you were chasing. Oh, <laughs> well, that's okay. Hey, as long as the, as long as everybody at home hears me, I don't. At that, my mess, my mission has been accomplished. So you saw it on I, Facebook. I love this stuff. Yeah. By the way, I, um, what was the name of the? Uh, I, I should remember, but what was the name of the uh, the awesome wrestling web comic you turned us on to? Oh, uh, La Mano uh, del Destino. Yeah, he's. You see, he's. Uh, he's got a collected edition coming out, a print edition. Really? Oh, from yeah, where? Image? Isn't it? Image? Uh, I don't know. I think it's one of a small press, but uh, but he was actually on. Um, Peter Rios interviewed him on CGS on uh, Bastard nice. Rios yeah. scooping me. Yeah, yeah. So <sighs> well, good. Let get the word out any way possible. Pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, you guys take it because I've hogged enough of the the uh, remaining time. Well, I already, I already talked about Hulk and how awesome it was. First time we've talked yeah, about we, that we book. That Why haven't you guys right. talked about that book yet? <laughs> <laughs> because you're a hard sell when it comes to the Hulk. You are. Ah, <laughs> uh, man, I, uh, I, I took something out from, uh, from Boom. Boom. Because, huh? Yeah, Boom. Boom. Um, I figured I'd read some Disney comics. No, I was um, oh, uh, shit. looking at <laughs> before they go to Marvel. It, it was I, the the name kind of just threw me off, so I says, you know what, I'll I'll, I'll check it out just for the hell of it. What um, is this Queen Duck? Malignant Man. Yes, we got a theme going. Malignant <laughs> Man, uh, I love it. It was created in the stories by uh, James Wan, uh, written by Michael Allen Nelson, art by uh, Piotr Kowalski. Um, Two covers. One is by uh, Trevor Hairsign, and it, you can tell it, it's Trevor. And the other is by Rail Lyra R A 
E L uh, last name Wire. Oh. It's it's. I didn't know what the hell to expect, especially since when when um when I was looking at at the cover because I didn't read the list. I, I, the cover has absolutely nothing to do with the inside story. Um, Alan is the main character. This is, it's it's weird. It's um. It's the first issue. It sets it up. It it makes me interested to want to read the second. I want to know where where it's going, but um, it kind of felt a little bit, especially with with, with how kind of quick it it was to read. I mean, the, the art's fantastic because there's a lot put onto each page, but um, it kind of read a little too quick, almost like it could have been a, a zero issue in the way that, that okay. we've grown to be accustomed. So it was to like zero a typical issues. boom book then. I guess so. That was uncalled for. And I, I, right. I don't, it's a little harsh there, Jace. I don't even mean it, though. I, I, that was just off the cuff. I don't mean it. You're chilling. You're in a death there. They're not DC. Alan is, Alan is, um, Alan's got cancer. And, uh, and, and he wants uh, for this world. Damn. And, uh, yeah. And, um, and so he's, he's, uh, we, we open. With with Alan and the doctor talking to him, explaining to him that uh, the the chemo didn't work out as well as he expected, and um, he he decides to on his way home from the pharmacy. Uh, I'm pretty much getting into into the book here, and again, the art's fantastic. I, I definitely am, am really impressed with, uh, especially the women in, in this book. But uh, on his way home from the pharmacy, from picking up his uh, his pills, he decides to stop a mugging. And uh, the mugger um, decides to uh, let Alan know that, that he just made a pretty big mistake and um, shoots Alan in the head. Alan's rushed to the hospital, and um, and after the uh, we see um, we we see the orderlies, we see the nurses, we see uh, a patient in the waiting room. We see what they're thinking, and and way the and and the way it's thinking, it's 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 in the traditional thought balloon, but but the colors are are reversed. It's it's a black balloon with with white lettering, and and um, no one's really thinking positively or or happy thoughts when it comes to to Alan. I mean, someone's thinking about you know a great some another wannabe hero getting involved, and and the dude in the waiting room is like, so that's what it takes to cut the line in the waiting room as you need to be shot in the head and, and no one's really in a good place when, when it comes to this um, they cut open um, Alan they, they, they remove his uh, basically his skull cap to look at his brain and there's like this this um, black tenderly looking stuff crawling around the top of his brain and uh, and and you you see uh, a thought balloon where where we see uh, someone say, "Hang, hang on, Alan, I'm coming." And this woman comes barging in to the operating room, grabs Alan on the gurney, rolling down the hallway. On her way out of the operating room, she grabs the stapler and she starts stapling his his, his skull cap back. To oh, that head. is cool! And uh, and and mm-hmm. while while she's getting him out of of the hospital. Um, is she getting in where she's fitting in, or not, no, not really. She, she's making okay. sure Alan's still kind he of. He does his head off. He, uh, <laughs> yeah, more ways than one. But well, we cut to a flashback of Alan, who I'm hoping this will also. I'm sure this will be explained. Where Alan seems to be much younger, um, maybe grade school. It, everybody looks like they're wearing like a, like a hospital gown or something. But Alan is pretty much covered in blood and, and is telling a girl 
Sarah that uh, that he didn't mean to, and then we cut back to present time. So I guess Alan has some um, some issues, and we find out um, that Sarah's the person who is saving him, and, and while she's trying to escape with Alan, uh, these guys in, in basically the men in black type suits start coming into the hospital and have blades that appear and slice everybody up that, that's pretty much in their way. So there's a lot of blood going on. Is this a mature title? It's a boom book, so, so I don't think it's part of the Kaboom line. It's uh, it it probably would be. I mean, it's. I don't think this is any more really violent than maybe irredeemable, uh, but um, it's uh, there, there's um, you know, there's there's some blood and and uh, and I mean, nobody had his brain pretty much hanging out the top of his head. So oh I don't know how kid friendly it is. It's not exactly all ages. Not for your uh, six year old. No, definitely not. You, you're not. You're not going to bundle this and, and give it to little Johnny for Christmas with, with, with Fuckator. But it's uh, <laughs> it's, it's it's Uncle Vince <laughs> brings me the best comics. <laughs> <laughs> there's it's, boobies. There's one bitten off, but there's, there's boobies. boobies and, and brain pans. There's um <laughs> and 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 we end up at the end of the issue where I mean I'm I'm pulling the Vince B the, the, this episode with with spoiling this issue but it's uh hey now. It's, as opposed to pulling on Vince B but it's it's um, own it Vince own it <laughs> never spoil anything yeah, no. but we yeah we, I noticed you've got a reputation now all of a sudden as being a guy who spoils shit all the time what's that shit about I don't, I don't spoil that things can you really spoil something that 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 there's only been like four people on Earth that have read it by the time you talk about it I mean that's, don't spoil that shit's just wrong. Because no one that you're talking to has any idea, and by the time you're done, they're like, yeah, I don't need to read it now. No, they're like, click, 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 order, order, order. <laughs> so so, so Sarah, Sarah escapes the hospital with, with Alan, and um, and he wants to know, you know, how is it that, that, that he's still alive and what's going on, and, and Sarah basically says that you've been... You've been lied to. You don't have cancer. But what's cool is that because all of that wasn't um, after the uh, after they escape. There's a guy walking around the hospital, and he goes up to one of the uh, one of the guys that was slicing everybody up to get to Alan, and um, wants to know what happened. How did Alan escape? And he says uh, the the lackey basically was like, "Well, there was this woman, and this guy who's standing over him is, is like, so you were all bested." By one lone female, and and the guy's like, well, you don't understand, Mister Cancer. I was, I was like, really, his name's Mister Cancer, and then oh, uh, heavy-handed, he puts his he puts his foot on homeboy's neck and basically just just snaps it, and um, wow. and Sarah, and and we end the issue with, with Sarah about to tell Alan, I guess, who he is, and 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 why he's still alive, and and why he has whatever powers he has, and and things like that. So it is, it was it was mostly a setup. But it was it was a really pretty setup. Um, Sounds very mean spirited. I guess it kind of is. It, it was. Yeah. I, I read it on a lark. It was just. It was one of those things on the way. My well, I'm interested. I'm different and and yeah. it's, and um, you know I'm, I'll I'll um, I'll check out the second issue. I, I don't. I mean the, the name really seriously threw me off. I didn't know what the hell to expect, and and I didn't know. I don't know if there's a metaphor for anything here. It's just. It's it's a weird. I don't even know if I can call it a superhero story, but it's just it's it's I I don't. It's, 
it sounds different. I think that's what we need. It, is different. it really is. Yeah, no, no, yeah. It, it definitely is. It's it's. Um, but I mean, I have no idea who the hell. I mean, I I saw cover A and cover B, and I have no idea who the hell the guy is on either cover because that person does not show up in this first issue. So now this uh, is an ongoing. I do not know. Um, wow. I. Yeah, according to to the cover, it just says you know. I mean, I'm looking at cover A, the the, the hair sign. Co- oh no, 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 no! I'm sorry, it's it's one of four. It's a four issue series. Oh hell, you sold me now. There's, yeah, I mean, that sounds awesome. Not a hell of a lot of investment for four issues, even though they are three ninety nine. You know, so what? Yeah, yeah. If it's good, it's good. I'll I'll take a look at it. True Go, that. David. Yeah. Nice. I never so, even heard of this um, title. Say what? Oh, Do it. I said I until you talked about. It, I had never even heard of this title. So me neither. Same here. Yeah. Same here. Yeah, there you go. Uh, real real quick, uh, boom note. You guys know I'm a, a big 28 Days Later fan, and yes, uh, the last issue is coming out next month, uh, number 24. Go back and read read the series if you haven't. It's so good. But uh, congratulations to uh, uh, Michael Allen Nelson, who's the writer of the series. Saw him tweet today that. Uh, going back to our, uh, our original topic, when DC uh, relaunches their universe, apparently he's going to be writing one of the titles. Nice. That's yeah. another thing we, we, we neglected to talk yeah, about. Yeah, the need for new creators. This opportunity for a lot of new creators to get into mm-hmm. the biz. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a, I think it's a, it's a golden time for them. I mean, I, 52 I, we'll titles, see, I, that's I, a lot I'm, of creative people. Yeah. I'm really excited about the announcements on new creative teams. I think, I think it's going to be, I mean, think about it. There's going to be 52 new titles and new creative teams that we're going to have to look forward to at once. I mean, that's, on that's, Superman? that's fucking bananas. I'm there. Yeah. Hello. Wow. Jason, yeah. what do you got for us? Uh, you know, I'm going to go back to the well to uh, one of my favorite characters, but um, he, uh, he, he gets the nod this week because... Uh, be, the writer gets the nod this week because he uh, I thought he handled himself well last night on Twitter and he deserves the props uh, I'm it's... talking about Jason Aaron and uh, Wolverine so Wolverine Ooh. issue number 9 came out um, I guess it was it last week yeah I think it was last week um, I, I just uh, I, I thought it was a fucking hoot you know uh, I talked about the point one issue that came out a few months ago and, yes. and it was a standalone issue uh, which I thought was just a real treat and this also was largely a standalone issue, and um, it just is—it uh, just reinforces to me why I think Jason Aaron is 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 one of the best, uh, if not the best, frankly, uh, um, uh, writers in in superhero comics these days. He 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 just has a way of remembering that comics can be their own thing. You know, we don't. Uh, they 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 are not bound by the rules of a TV script or a pacing or a movie pacing. They can do whatever they want to do. They can have a budget, no matter where you want it to be. They can, you can break the laws of physics as long as it tells a cool thing. And basically, it's a introduction. Uh, it, in a way, it's an introduction of a new character, which is um, Lord Mastermind. And longtime X slash Wolverine fans know of Lady Mastermind. Well. Uh, this is uh, Lord Mastermind. Uh, he's an assassin, and uh, I, I'll just give away the trope. It, it doesn't, I think, really give away anything about the the underlying story of his history. But we're introduced to him. Um, he's an assassin. We're, we're told that, and he we're introduced to him. He is an Argentina, 
and he's uh, he's being given a mission to kill someone that we know is in China at the moment. And his his compatriots are like, what what the fuck are we doing in Argentina? Uh, we got to go kill the dude that's in China. And 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 he all of a sudden stops, starts pull it, you know, pulls out stuff from a briefcase, starts assembling uh, a, like a pretty dope looking you know gun weapony type thing, and fucking points it at the ground and shoots, shoots through the fucking earth. The dude in China sitting there up from the ground, bullet comes fucking shoots the guy dead. Get out of here. He shoots nice. the fucking earth, dude. That's fucking so awesome. Because, again, that's something we'd see in, like, a Bugs Bunny cartoon. You know, they dig yeah. through the whole... But, but you know, in, in, in today's modern, realistic, you know, comics world, they'd be like, oh, you could never shoot through the earth. That wouldn't... You know, we, we, we allow for guys to be made of fire and plasma or to be able to teleport, but, but God forbid you try and shoot a bullet through the earth, right? But Aaron doesn't play by it. You know, he's like, well, fuck it. Why not? So... Um, that's cool. So yeah, it was... To- Totally yeah. cool, right? It's like just, just why not, right? It's like why shouldn't he be able to shoot through the earth with with a weapon? Um, so I just thought it was great, and you know he gets this characterization, and and also it was refreshing because um, I really wasn't a huge fan of the Wolverine in Hell arc, which which just wrapped up, and this is this is Wolverine coming back from from Hell, and then the other cool thing Aaron does is I, he's just not afraid to to change the rules. You know, he wrote a great. Um, arc uh when he did the other wolverine title um uh it was actually one of his early marvel mainstream works which was uh get mystique it was the arc get mystique yeah, arc where wolverine hunted down mystique mm-hmm. it was i thought it was terrific um well he this is in a way a a, a pro uh a prologue or epilogue to that um uh it it, it turns out uh, i should i guess i should say spoiler warning um i'm pulling a vince be here it turns out that uh that Mystique was largely responsible for sending Wolverine to hell. And oh. um, the people that commissioned her to do that now want her dead. And they've hired Lord Mastermind to kill her. And and that's sort of where everybody converges. And the cool thing is that, you know, Mystique is a, is a shapeshifter. Well, she sprouts fucking wings in this episode to escape. And, well, that's cool. And like gargoyle wings. And I <laughs> that, love that because cool. it's like, why shouldn't she? She can fucking yeah. shift her internal organs to a different part of her body. She can make herself look like anything. Like, why shouldn't she be able to fucking sprout wings? I love it. So just, uh, you know, we'll, Mystique has been... gargoyle, by the way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mystique has been in a lot of comics and a lot of issues, and I feel like I've read her a thousand times. And I was, you know, it was one of those moments, Vince, like you said, we were excited. I... Again, it's a little thing. It's a minor thing, but it's like, oh yeah, how cool is that? Like, it's not, it's not usual to see like a character that you know so well surprise you, and and yet it it was, you know, I just thought, sure, it, it I would be disappointed if someone read that and was like, oh, that's not what Mystique, she can't do that. That's not, you know, because it's like, why can't she fucking do that? It's comics, you know, like why 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 can't she sprout gargoyle wings? Mm-hmm. So just. It, Hat tip to Jason Aaron for, for for just having fun, you know, just just not being burdened by what we think had to have come before. I mean, you know, these are fantastical characters in a fantastical universe, and he embraces that. So there should be no limits. Yeah, it's just, no, yeah. Right. It's... Hey, can I talk about Wolverine for a second? Oh, I would. Uh, I don't know. I think he. No, no. Just let me talk about what, and this will be my in your travels he because he heals really fast. Because, no, because this, this episode has been brought to you by Dis- Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com. Get your comics super cheap. Go get them. I want to talk about Wolverine, but not 
the feisty Canadian X Man. I want to talk about Wolverine, Mc- Wolverine McAllister. <laughs> oh, look at you! Yes, the the uh, the protagonist in uh, William William Messner Loeb's Journey. The Adventures of Wolverine McAllister, the uh, first compilation of which I read probably three quarters. And um, if you're a fan of the uh, approach to comics uh, taken by Dave Sim and Cerebus, you will devour Journey. Because I see a lot of similarities in the ways uh, Messner Loeb's and Dave Sim make comics. Um, the uh, rich characterization uh just the the secondary and tertiary characters are so brilliantly rendered uh i mean there, you know you had lord julius in um cerebus and jaka and uh, you know all the all the satellites around the main character journey is a lot like that you have these really vivid characters that walk in and out of wolverine mcallister's life and uh, if you've never read journey wolverine mcallister is a uh He's a wanderer. He's a plainsman. He's a a trapper and a hunter, and he lives off the land. I mean, this is the the book is set in the 1800s, um, and a lot of the uh, stories are just uh, focused on Wolverine staying alive in the wild. And as Americans, we haven't had to worry about that kind of stuff for a long time. We may in the future, uh, you know, but uh, just like. He'll say something like, you know, the undersides of the leaves are facing up. We're going to get a storm. And, and if you want to trap deer or, or beaver, this is how it's done. Like the characters around him, it's an amazing series. And there's two pages in the first issue that just like showcase Messner Loeb's grasp of the medium. Uh, Wolverine is, is, um, out in the wild as he, you know, that's his element. And, and uh, it's basically, and we frown upon this today if done by lesser towns, but Messner Loeb's pulls it off. It's basically the same composition, the same viewpoint, uh, dragged across nine panels, three, six, nine, twelve panels. And it's, it's a long shot of a clearing with trees in the distance. And Wolverine's rooting around looking for... Um, deer spore he's trying to find food because he needs to eat and uh you don't see him because he's so far in the distance and you just see the trees and more exposition in the second panel and the third panel you see him you can barely see him running towards us the viewer in the fourth panel he's a little bit closer and he's panting and sweating uh he somehow agitated a bear uh in the in the next panel he's he's closer the panels after you could see his leg extremely close to you and he you know you could see the sound effect of him crushing the grass but then we go back to the the uh the trees and you don't see anything all of a sudden in the ninth panel there's a bear and it runs at you the the, the reader to the point where the uh 11th panel is completely black and then, um, you know, uh, Wolverine says, black bears in the wild as a rule stood three foot at the shoulder and measured six foot from flank to snout. They weighed close to 300 pound. And then the next panel, completely black, no dialogue. And in the last panel, he says, of course, some were bigger. 
it's just a magnificent sequence. It's just amazing. And this guy has an uncanny, and I used that uh, word before, grasp on, on how comics are made. It's like I said, it's a, it's very analogous to what Dave Sim did in Cerebus. The pacing is very similar. The, the way he does characters and dialogue is very similar. And David, you'll appreciate this. Normal man makes an appearance. There's kids, there's cameos. There's the um, in the normal man complete uh, collection. That yeah, yeah. That 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 story's in. And this was was this always published by Aardvark, or did it split off? What's she gonna do? What's she gonna do? Hey, eleven o'clock. This this is Ralph. Um, for years I've for the three years I've been listening to this show, I've been listening to you complain about what is it gonna take to get Fantastic Four up to be a good book. Can anyone do it to get Fantastic Four up to make it a good book? And now Jonathan Hickman has done it. He's had the number one book twice in three months, and then that second month, that book was in the top ten. So he seemed to write the ship, and it's like you guys just aren't into it. And that's fine and good. I mean, because your preferences and your preferences and your taste is your taste, but even if you're not enjoying the guy's work and you don't like the artist, I can't think, Steve Epton's art, you should applaud that they finally did what you guys have been begging for someone to do. These two guys have finally gotten the Fantastic Four up to be a top book, and you know mo- most other people are digging it, but that should have no bearing on your enjoyment of the book. If you're not enjoying the book, fuck it, drop it. I'm not saying that, but you should at least give them credit for making the Fantastic Four finally be a selling book. That's all I'm saying. Even if you don't like the book and you're like, this shit isn't my cup of tea, you know, I, I personally think it sucks. That's fine, because just because a book sells doesn't mean it's a great book. You know, I didn't like Blackest Night, but it sold like shit. But I had to give Jeff Johns the credit that he deserved. I'm just saying you should give Jonathan Hickman and um, Steve Ecton the credit that they deserve for taking a book and a franchise which basically has been a laughingstock franchise for years. Like you said, you've always wondered, can anyone do anything with it to get it to be a top book? And you always say, well, maybe Bendis can get it. Well, Hickman and Epstein have done it. They've gotten the book into the top ten, and it's pretty much been the number one selling book to the last three months. Um, other than that, love the show. Later. Actually, I have, I, well, I don't know. It, it won't be any of your channels, but I'll, I'll, I won't kill time on the show with it now, but but, but I'll, I'll tell you guys something after. So I'm drinking my vodka and Kamado in my Invaders Toon Tumbler. Just throwing that out there. I don't think Captain America would approve of, of Clamato. But Union Jack does, bitch. <laughs> you freak. <laughs> vampires love anything. Uh, no, that was Spitfire. Hmm. Wasn't Union Jack's dad a vampire? Or, or Lord Byron or something like that? Wasn't the... Lady Spitfire is a... Uh, Lady Spitfire is a vampire. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Spit... Well, is that Spitfire well, or Lady Spitfire? Her, who, who, who well, no, yeah, Spit, Spitfire, right, is a lady, but yeah, you're right. Her name yeah. is not Lady Spitfire. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How am I doing? Awesome. Uh, we go. How are you doing? Great. How are you doing? All right. Just to just to you know quickly wrap this up. Visually, Messner Lobes is you could tell he you could tell he's a devotee of uh, Will Eisner because he draws a lot 
like Eisner. It, yeah. it, the, it's a combination of Eisner and Plug. And Plug was an understudy of Eisner, so it stands to reason that it would look like both of their things. Um, Plug was an understudy of Eisner? Yes. Really? Yes. Nice. I did not know that. Yeah. Vince, you've taught me something tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and David, uh, Arn Saba's Neil the Horse. Um, yes. Makes an, makes an, well, characters from Neil the Horse makes an appearance. Basically, makes, it was an Arn Saba. Arn Saba. Arn Saba. It was an Aardvark crossover. Yeah. Precursor to Jeff Jones. They got the same thing going on with their uh, sexuality kind of thing going on. But, uh, yeah. And, um, IDW. Luke was an understudy of Eisner. No shit. <laughs> yes. IDW Journey. I there's, there's two collected editions. The first one collects 16 issues for 1999. I have the second uh, volume. It's thinner. It's probably cheaper. But if you want to read Journey, IDW reprinted all of it in very, awesome. very cost-affected, huge newsprint volumes. It's well worth your time and effort. Hey, it, it's mind. amazing. Journey's just so damn good. That's my in your travels. And shut up, Neesman. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I wish uh, I wish uh, I wish I had had just checked in on our forums. Wow! Oh, oh no! Oh, what happened? Well, in, in interest of staying positive, let's just uh, leave it at uh, the the uh, act like you've been there before. Crew apparently uh, didn't get the memo and is continuing to uh, chant on tonight. And it's expanded to uh, the 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 uh, the newly minted editor in chief as well. Oh, you mean oh. you wait our forum? Someone posted the... Oh, I thought... I was going to say, damn, they're on our forum? Yeah. No, no, no. I thought Daryl was causing trouble. He hasn't no, come to our no, forum actually, Daryl... Daryl... He PM'd me. I, whenever, I, whenever I kind of snorted earlier, whenever Dave was, David was talking, it wasn't a, about what David was saying. It was that Daryl had just PM'd me, don't let Vince talk shit about Wonder Woman. I actually oh, was Lord. very uh, appreciative of Wonder yes, Woman this episode. Yeah, so, yeah. Daryl, there you go, yeah, we buddy. Don't talk like you know. I talk like I've been there. <laughs> Whatever that means. Whatever. I've never been there, so I, I don't know. <laughs> so that was my your travels next. Oh uh, gosh, you know what? I'm You're going so to be... unprepared. I am. Well, Me? Be any Me? And, like unless it's so setting up uh, sabotage threads. You know, you're good at that. But so it's not yeah, I was going out a preview this episode. I'll be talking about comics. Telling people shit they already know. You're right. Um. So no. Uh. I'm gonna be a little mysterious. You're unfathomable. You know what? Oh, okay. <laughs> that be a, oh, a lot yeah. mysterious. And just leave it hanging. Or in in your travels, um, look forward to in the. Next couple months or so, the uh, the first uh, the first work from uh, my partner in crime, Mr. Brian Salazar. Oh, look at you! And uh, oh, Sal Sal is uh, so is touching. finally finally taking all of those awesome ideas that I've been having to Reading sit them? back and listen about you know for the last six years and he is writing comics and uh details to follow but uh but yes brian salazar is uh is making comics and i'm i'm really excited about it so uh well tell him to make sure if he does two issues and it's a four issue miniseries he better finish the damn thing 
You know what? I, I don't think you have to worry it's, about it's, it. It's going to be his Sonic Disruptors. It's uh, <laughs> uh, uh, some pretty some pretty cool stuff, and uh, it will um, uh, just a little little tease. It uh, uh, no, I'm not no, I'm not going to do it. yell at me. Um, yeah, just 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 just, just, just look, look for oh. look for it look for it in the next couple months and uh, and nice. details to follow. And I'm really happy and uh, and proud of my good friend for uh, for for crossing over that threshold from talking about to actually doing it. That is big doings, man. Go it, with Salazar. I'm I'm really proud of him, and uh, the uh, the only person that's gonna gonna stop Brian from from making awesome comics is Brian. So there's a very very bright future uh, ahead of him. I'm excited I'll, about. It. I'll support his efforts. Oh, yeah. oh, unlike his partner in crime, which I wouldn't throw a dollar oh, at. Oh, you <laughs> the- are they going digital? You know I do. Uh, I the details to follow. Ah, uh, okay. Um, God damn hurricane! I, I love how um, <laughs> we all we all decided to do events this week, and and Chris with Hulk, and and me with my book, and 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 Jason with Wolverine. We all decided to spoil shit. So it was it was like an honor of of Vince. PS, I don't so, get it. I'm, it's all right. Bamboo. Um, it boggles my mind. Since since uh, since we all well, except for for Vince. Uh, this will be my my Marvel pick. Will be in your travels, and and it's um, Jason's coming to America arc of Black Panther. I'm 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 almost <laughs> completely current, um, and 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 I think the only Mar so far has been the the one uh, I'll call it a fill-in issue where where our boy, if they follow, filled in for um, Francesco and and uh, Franco Villa, and he um, that, that that's the main problem I have when when you have somebody coming in to uh, to help out where things don't really um match up too well with uh with, with with how the issue was left off the month before and how things don't look quite right but the art was still it's it's half day so the art was still tight but i i'm i'm digging the arc and and apparently since i know going back to the amadeus cho days when when uh, we were trying to figure out how the marvel characters were ranked in in uh in their smartness levels, T'Challa is the eighth smartest. Apparently, really, it, that, that's what—that's exactly what he tells Spider-Man when, when, when Spidey <laughs> was begging to be a team-up issue. Um, he, he did say that he was the eighth smartest, and I'm, i i find it very maybe it's just because of my like of the character, but I, I'm a little bummed that, that T'Challa is not ranked higher than than Mr. You're bummed Joe. that Amadeus is smarter. Yes, so. But um, but yeah, yeah, I think sorry. I think the difference is that T'Challa wouldn't brag about it. There you go. Great. Well, apparently he is bragging about it because he's telling people. But <laughs> it was it was done on the QT. <laughs> right. So, do we have a, a solid consensus as to who's above above them? I would. Well, Tony and Reed and Hank. Reed, Reed do yeah. Hank oh, and Tony. Yes. Right. Uh, yeah, or we so. need two more. Um. Uh, Peter, Peter Parker. I have, I have, uh, no, you know, you know, P- Peter needs to finish a degree but first. It's not, but, but um, it's how about uh, the wizard? The wizard? No way. Could be. Could be. What? What about the high banner? Banner. How about the leader? Oh yeah, Bruce. Yeah, Bruce. Uh, yeah, the leader. Yeah, yeah, Bruce Banner and the leader. 
Uh, maybe, See, I maybe, can't. Yeah. I can't put the leader ahead of high, high evolutionary. The dude turned himself into a god. I don't. I don't oh yeah, high evolution. I mean, okay, but but then you're getting to like Galactus. And... Well, no, no, Galactus isn't a, a human. High evolutionary was human. Well, the end of Dio's going. See, these are the people we don't want buying our books. Here's the most ridiculous tweet of the bunch: CB fucking Sabolsky making a joke about how. The DC editors are all too busy. Yeah. Meanwhile, how was that uh, new Magic series? No, no. What, what, what did, what did CB tweet? He made a joke about how all the DC editors are too busy right now writing the new books for the relaunch, which is the most ridiculous thing. Because last time I fucking checked, CB was a fucking editor that got a job to write books. Yeah. Woo! Vitriol. Yeah. Well, it's just it's like it's like they're ripping guys for exactly what they are. It's like looking in a mirror and being like, "Oh, you're fat." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me laugh. Anyway, in your travel, in keeping with my good Twitter gets rewarded, bad your hat gets sucks. Punished. What's that? Your hat sucks. Go ahead. Uh, keeping with my good Twitter gets rewarded, bad Twitter gets punished. Uh, I'm going to reward one of my Twitter buddies with a shout out. Uh, in your travels, uh, soon give uh, by Skybound Entertainment. Give Mr. Robert Kirkman and Mr. Rob Liefeld. Oh yes, with uh, their new book collaboration, The Infinite, which is a sci-fi action book uh, featuring. It's basically a a future badass, uh, not dissimilar to say Cable, maybe. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe. Going <laughs> back Stop in time, it, David. I just want to know if it's a one-shot or a 12-year, three-issue series. Stop it. Stop it. Stop what it. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> to, make his, to meet up with his, uh, his, 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 his current self. Jesus. They have to save, save the, uh, the, 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 the universe. I, uh, I am very, very excited about it, and that's, uh, that is genuine. And uh, frankly, um, I am uh, a little honored. Uh, I was told by Rob because I asked him about, you guys know I've, I don't own any Rob Liefeld pages, and I've been wanting to. He right. told me today that... Uh, he is saving the pick of the litter for me, and he told Kirkman nice. he, gets, he gets second choice of the pages. Dude, you oh, suck. You're getting a live found? Very cool. Good for you. I am hoping to lock that up and, uh, and uh, a little nervous, though, because <laughs> Kirkman's rolling in dough like fucking Scrooge McDuck, so I, I don't know if, <laughs> if the pricing is going to be a little out of wonk, but, but uh, yeah, I'm probably going to hook it up. Yeah, first. And, and, and on that note... Um, I, I don't know if we've talked about it on uh, on the show before. We have, in, in my opinion, the best forum thread for original art dealers that I found on the internet. Uh, and thank you for, for to Jason for for putting that together. If you wanna if you wanna find original art out on the the internet, our original art thread has the best collection of that. To the point that original art dealers are coming to the thread and posting in there that that nice. they that they sell original art, which I thought was was great. Um, so um, I so, tell you, yeah. I'll be looking in. <laughs> seeing that thread right now. Cool. I'll be looking that, into that getting some of Jason Carn's original art. Oh, dude, Vince, you are going to be so jealous. My uh, my orc stain page is due to arrive any day. Yeah. Awesome. One more thing before we go. I'm looking through the new previews, and there is a book tailor-made for King Dap. It's Ooh. almost it's almost scary. Yes. No, it's from Boom. Actually, it's from Kaboom, the all-ages imprint of uh, Boom Studios. It's by uh, Roger Langridge. 
Mm-hmm. You know what the name of it is? Mm. Snarked. I said Snark Tales. <laughs> Snark. Awesome. It looks really good. And the the first issue is thirty two pages, and it's only a dollar. The zero oh, issue. I'm there. Language is a beast, and I think you my can. Next tattoo is going to be one of the uh, the Snark aliens from Power Pack. <laughs> snarf, snarf. Oh wait, sorry. Right, no. This is awesome. Wrong, wrong, wrong show. All right. Um, yeah, I guess I should lead us out. Well, I think yes. we're all pretty. I got a pee. So Hurry up. I got a pee. Uh, wait, kaboom. I'm doing the show. No thing here. Uh, yes. Th- you can pee anytime you want. Thank you for being here with us. Wow. We'll be here next week uh, as usual. Uh, we hope you join us. I think this was we did an awesome overview of the DC situation. So you'll have another awesome episode next week. Please come join us. Talk and about comics. Go to the, our forum. You'll see the preview thread. Yes. In the meantime, go to our forum, uh, www.11oclockcomics.com. And if you have time, we still need a couple more iTunes reviews. So if you would be so kind, drop us an iTunes review. Thank you very much. And check out Fuckator. Bye. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> What he said. Right. Stars. Bring it. Fucking it's up. Burn. Toast. I'm a